sit back and relax while you listen to the Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're taking you all around the world in miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to continue our discussion of Legios for Adeptus Titanicus. In particular, we're going to go through Volpa, Volcanum, Interfector, and Infernus. And now, on to the show. All right, gentlemen, how are you on this uh, start of the week here? I'm doing fine, doing fine. Uh, <laughs> trying to sell off my uh, Infinity Pan O so I can embrace Monkey for uh, Adepticon. <laughs> Are they getting releases for that? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, it looks so nice. They they released the, um, like, I guess the, pre- the pre-order preview, whatever Infinity calls it, I don't actually know. It's just a pre-order, um, I guess, yeah. Yeah, pre-order preview, whatever it is. Um, but they're they're coming out with like a new line, and I wanted to do monkeys, uh, Morats, I should call them Morats before, but the old line looked kind of. Um, it was rough. The old line was rough. All right. <laughs> but the new line looks fantastic. They got a General Dooku monkey with four arms. <laughs> wait, 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 oh, who? Man. Who do you think that is? I called I, the General, uh, not General Dooku. Um. Yeah, yeah. Every Star Wars nerd just yelled at me at the same time. Yeah, they did. What the hell is it? Um, it's like a thousand voices Grievous cried out. Yes, with General Grievous. General Grievous. You hurt me, son. You hurt me. Wow. Oh, you, you should see you, what I do. So... We have a. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. So close. It's not Grievous. It's Grievous. Oh, Grievous. Yeah, it's Grievous. You should see what we do to our friend Shane. He loves Star Wars, and I just love egging that little shit on. And, and by we, he means only him. Like Franco. I'll say Franco does too. Uh, not nearly as much. How about you, Steve? How are you doing on this uh, Monday? Doing all right. Doing all right. You know, just another day. All right. Um, It's been, at this point, about four or five days since we recorded last. Actually, at this moment, the first four Legios have not dropped yet. The plan is for later this week. Um, what I've done up till now is I've asked people in the community to essentially, um, submit pictures if they're willing so that way I can put those up when I post the YouTube for this. Um, I got a great response back. So I do thank everyone for doing that. The people who did, um, I think I asked for about six of the Legios. I'm pretty sure I got a smattering far beyond that, which is good. I want to put out another, um, at the rate we're going through this, probably just another request just in general. Hey, if you have, um, trader titans that you don't mind being shown just post them up for me um so we'll go through that but if people want credit in any particular way i have no problem do it i'll do whatever you ask that's not a problem but i, I, I since we don't have all these titans i think it's a, a good way to have something there and, and something to look at while it's playing in the background i think that would be nice so i thought we would get through a lot more legios than we did we did not But with Adepticon coming up um, next week, we figure we will theoretically keep this maybe a little bit shorter and just discuss four Legios for Titanicus. Um, That's probably about the number we're going to try per episode because that feels like a good amount. Let's just talk about it for a while, but also means these episodes don't go on forever. Um, Like the last one uh, until I had cut it apart. Um, With that said... We had left off with Legio Volpa, and for anyone who didn't listen to the previous one, 
Um, the idea is each one of us is going to be the main person to start the conversation about that Legio, a bit of its history or fluff or what you found interesting out of the book. We'll read through any rules, anything they have, and then the other two of us will chime in and we'll have a discussion from there. Caveat being, if it's a Legio that any of us play, we are not the primary source for that Legio. We left off with Volpa, and we left off with Steve being the person decided to talk about it. So, yep. why don't you tell us about uh, these crazy close combat boys? Well, so Legio Volpa's beginnings start like many Titan Legios. It's, you know, um, I'm blanking on the words. Oh my god. Where's the world? Old, no. old Knight. Oh, okay. Right. It's old night. There's all kinds of Xenos monstrosities ruining your day. Um, for Legio Volpa, their big issue was with this bunch of biomech creatures called the Jindari. Um, really, really, really big, you know, monsters. Um, that's how they liked hunting people, and they didn't like that, so the Titans started hunting them. And that led to them adopting a sort of closer quarters fighting style with heavier machines that were able to match and beat the power of the Jindari. Um, so, while Volpa is a Legio that people associate with close combat or close range fighting, they actually do not use very many Warhounds, which would be, you know, oh, you know, close combat, fast Titan, Warhound, right? Nah, 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 nah. Reavers and Warlords are their main units. A little bit of everything, but... Those are the two big ones, fluff-wise. Um, they're part of this part of the um, Legio coverage, so they're obviously a Traitor Legion. And if you look at their paint scheme, you could kind of tell why. They look like steak. They look like they're made out of meat. And but Did you say steak? Man. Yeah. Yeah, they're all marbled. Yeah, okay, it's, okay, it's okay. marbled effect if you if you actually do yeah. it the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, it's actually marbled. It's just I heard steak and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it, it looks like a beautiful steak, and now I'm getting really hungry. Damn. <laughs> so their um their symbol is this like saber tooth beast, which is absolutely sick. I love their Legio emblem. And let's dive into their rules. So this is probably their most distinct rule that everybody thinks of, honor and blood. It's a legio trait, so all the titans that are marked Volpa are going to get this trait. Um, if they're within five inches of an enemy titan, their weapon skill is improved by one, and their ballistic skill is worsened by one. So essentially, they get a bump to fighting in close, but the problem is there's a certain range where they get a little, a little too excited to engage in close combat. They kind of miss out on the sweet spot for some stuff. So, as a reminder, when you're playing Titanicus, if you are attacking a target that is within two inches, you use your weapon skill instead of your ballistic skill. What this trait means is that you are... It's harder to hit generally speaking, in the 3 to 5 inch range than it will be to hit in the 2 to 0 inch range. Or the over 5 inch range. This 
it's an interesting trait. I think that it helps out Titans like the Warlord, where normally they get stuck in combat. It's a bad day to be them. Their dedicated melee weapons help offset um, the native not-goodness of a Warlord's melee, because their base is a 5-up to hit, the power claw is a plus 2, putting them down to a 3-up to hit, which is nice, but you know, it's still only a 3-up. With this trait, it becomes a 2-up to hit. Um, however, um, ranged weapons being used in melee won't be as big of a swing as you get out of, say, a Corsair Manable. Not a Corsair, a um, Ferox Manable. Yeah, Ferox. So, it, it's an interesting spot. It yeah, used really to be just spot. engagement range. Then they changed it to five inches. I'm not entirely sure the reason for that. I'm going to guess the Imperator. To, uh, damn it, not the Imperator. The um... Iconoclast. Oh, wait. Iconoclast, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to guess the Iconoclast only because it has that weird... It has three some inch melee weapons. That's not melee. No, 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 no it's I got thought the it has a gun. That... Uh, I'm going to look it up. The Desolator Chainsword has a max range of four inches, but even no, no, no. then, the, the, it the, the, does the, the, use ballistic skill. What about the Grab Fist? No, the Desolator Chainsword. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about the Grab Fist. That has a four inch. Oh, the, I mean, Grab Fist, similar deal. It's got an eight inch max range, but that has a gun profile on it, not a melee profile. Its melee uh, profile has a two inch range. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, that, oh, it might be helping out. Yeah. I, mean, I think the... it's literally just a risk reward. Yeah. mechanism okay melee melee do, does having the melee trait does that force you to do it as a weapon skill instead of ballistic skill or no no it's purely a range function okay for um for the um weapon skill ballistic skill equation oh uh, okay and do know that with this trait if any titan Specifically Titan, is within five inches, they take these stat changes. So if they're engaged, you know, on a flank and they can't attack back and they see someone else, they're taking the penalty still to their ballistic skill. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So Volpa, they all, I feel like they always want to be in a course, uh, I, can't, I did it again, not a Corsair, a Ferox man, will just to offset this rule, be able to switch between the two. Yep. Not to gain a benefit, but just to negate the drawback. Yeah. No, hmm. no, agreed. That's part of the reason why that's one of the main ones when I take them, because this is the Legio I have, that I usually take a Ferox, because then you actually get some flexibility with what you choose. Yeah, hmm. so... so what does counterpoint, that mean? Well, the <laughs> counterpoint, with the new Trader book, because of the new either mutations or the solid... Now the, 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 the warp jump that I've absolutely love i think maybe you could start taking melee warlords only because now instead of being hampered by that that range or that that movement they're able to boost across the board like madmen therefore utilizing getting better with the power fist which could be quite scary eh, maybe i don't know yeah, so stat-wise, this rule makes 
the Reaver go from a 3-4 to a 4-3, and the Warlord go from a 3-5 to a 4-4 for the hit rolls, if that made any sense. Yeah. So it definitely helps melee, but it also punishes short-range brawling. So if you're doing melee, you have to be dedicated melee, or avoid it altogether. Sure. I would love to see a, like a triple, not triple warlord, but definitely like a warlord centric with reaver backup, and then having them be corrupted with movement, um, and also giving them warp jump. Um, hmm, maybe because warp jump could be really powerful with it. Man, this is me theory ish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you but you you want to be careful not to be make yourself a one trick pony. You know, no, very true. Th that's the problem with something. If you gear out only for melee, you have to get there. Yeah, you have some tricks, yeah. but if they don't work right, or She's the opponent can do something you know, about it, it's the, it's the fix everything button in dance book. Warp jump, warp jump, warp yeah. jump. Listen, when, 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 I love that. When we thing. get to when we get to loyalist legios, dance will be like, ah, where's my warp jump? Ah, no, wait, <laughs> stop. Okay, it's loyalist legio. <laughs> Play it as traitors. And use warp jump. Oh my god! Call, what do I do it, when I screw up my movement? What do I do when I screw up my movement? Yeah, warp jump um, right up to the lancer knights that they have uh, waiting for you. Oh god! I mean, to be fair, they don't get a long charge if you're already in their face. True. <laughs> so that's maybe four less attacks coming your way, which helps, but you're yeah. still in a bad spot. Yeah, you yeah. may not die. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Um. Following their trait, we have their stratagem. No pity for the vanquished. Um, in short, when you destroy an enemy titan, well, technically you don't, have to, you don't have to destroy it. It's just when an enemy titan is destroyed. Mm. Um, the titan then inflicted the killing attack. So, let's backtrack a second. I didn't say that. You gotta kill the titan with one of your titans. Um, you can make another attack with the same weapon. At another target within 12 of the titan. This is nice. I do think that one stratagem point is the max you could spend on this. Oh, absolutely. Because it's situational. It... Like, if you happen to have two great targets lined up in range of, say, a Melta Cannon, then it's like, oh yeah, extra Melta Cannon round, let's go. But I feel like it's always, like, A bit of a surprise when I personally kill a Titan. Like, it'll be like a Warhound's Mega Bolter or like a Smash Attack that I, like, ah, oh, I'm running out of options, headbutt, go. So, I feel like the limitation has to be the same weapon system is a big restriction on the utility of the stratagem. Huge. But I think, you know, I think that's good for a one stratagem point. You know, say, it, it is one strategy point. That's it, literally it. Yeah. So it's one of those like, yeah, it doesn't hurt me to take. I think. I, I don't take this, and part of the main reason why I don't, and maybe it's not too bad. Maybe I have to take a look at it more. The reason I don't take it is, as you said, you have to use the weapon that you destroyed the other Titan with. Well, everything we else we have, our Legio specific war gear our main rule itself, the way you should be running things to a certain extent with this is usually for more of a melee focus. 
which means if I kill something with my melee weapon, if there's not another Titan in melee range, I'm not necessarily using this. I'm not going to get a chance to use this. For at least for the style I play, I'm taking one and hoping that maybe later I, I kill you at a distance that's useful. I don't I don't know. That's the, that's the main reason I don't take because what's going to what I find if I'm playing this Lugia, what finishes off the Titan is the Reaver Chain Fist or you know a Warlord's Fist or something like that, a melee style weapon. And I'm probably not within range of two Titans. Probably. But with, with you only getting yeah, six, definitely. I, I kind of need the hmm. I need the uh, strategy points for something else. Maybe like an Imperator? Like, because Imperator's uh, Steve. Iconoclast. Or no, 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 I'm talking Imperator. Now I'm talking. Imperators aren't a thing in the game. Oh, God damn it. Who am I getting? Iconoclast. Keep... Warmaster. Warmasters. That's yeah. why. Not the Iconoclast, the other one, though. Oh, you're thinking yeah. for the shooting um, case? Okay. Not sure. Yeah, because those there's... plasmas are lethal. And, yeah. and I Good decked God. mine out with um what double Steve might correct me here because I actually can't remember what, how the hell I decked them out. Uh, but it was it double was all plasma. It was it, all it plasma, was, right? Yeah. Literally all, all plasma. plasma. And 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 something was going to kill him, either the plasma or the arm guns, and it literally bifurcated him. Um because whatever it hits, it just wrecks. Um and so like if I get to shoot that weapon again whatever's in 12 inches is gonna hurt whether it's a because remember those plasmas hit on twos which is nuts in my opinion so maybe you know like maybe take it if you're taking a war master that, that could work i don't take one because i don't own one that kit's very very expensive so i have not dropped <laughs> the agree. money for that and i probably won't and for quite got, some time and it's limited options i'm I'm still waiting for them to drop the iconoclast weapons as a separate sprue you could buy. Yeah. They because won't. because you could have double chain sword or double fist as a build. Yeah. So I think it would be very, very unfriendly to their customers. I'll put it that way. To expect them to buy two Titans to outfit the armament of one. It I'm sorry, what when, company are we talking about again? It, it, no, it, it's unrealistic. People won't do that, they'll get them 3D yeah. printed. Exactly. They already have. Yeah. With Battle Blade. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. But I mean, with something like that, you'd be like, oh, it's unfriendly. Like, no, it's stupid. If you don't come out with the separate yeah. spoo, people, sprue, people aren't going to buy it. They're just going to go print them. Yep. Which reminds me, I got to get some um, extra weapons printed. Love it. You're like, hmm, I got to actually do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some, um, I'm getting Brett to print uh, claws for all my uh, flayed ones. Uh, we actually found a good file, so he's working on that. Hopefully, now-ish. Um, but when that's oh, done, there's some other emperor. pieces I need. Hmm? He's supposed to be painting my emperor, goddammit. They're below. two different things. When when you put a 3D printer on, the file's there. All he has to do is stack them on a plate and then tell it to go. I say, go. Yeah, go. He, he's, he's not dipping it like, you know, himself. Like two hours later, three hours, four hours, you know, however long it is, that's passively going in the background that's why if you're going to be doing printer farm you have like six printers and you just you know roll up and down the line changing over prints setting up prints cool. i miss working in the print lab i didn't i didn't realize that at all i i pay other people to do that for me it would what do you think they dip it themselves what do you think these people do I thought they kind of like. I thought they. Well, I mean, I, w I f screwed around with a uh, chitterbox a little bit. So I thought 
Meanwhile, we like did an episode on three D printing. No, I thought they had to like monitor the uh, the print at all times because it might like screw up or anything. I didn't know. No, it was, like, if, no, no. It, with it, FDM, you have to more than with resin because resin, if it fails, like it it failed, and that's that. With FDM, like it, FDM is more likely to go south on a failure than resin. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it, all it, of this like, it just speaks. We had cheap Chinese printers, so it was a quantity over quality issue for us. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that one's you know that one's jammed, and now there's a giant quarter inch ball of melted plastic jamming the print head and damaging our uh, thermistor. What the, the uh, okay? I have no <laughs> thermistor. That's a, you might as well be saying it has a fucking flux flux capacitor. I just be like, mm, yes, yes. Same, same basic idea. Same basic idea. Yeah. Yes, quite, quite, <laughs> indeed, sir. Now, it, it's essentially, if the resin print's not going to work, it's there's not much you're necessarily going to be able to do at that do. moment. Okay. Um, yep. So you don't watch a plus, depending on what you're printing. You don't necessarily have to print something big for it to take a while. I mean, FDM is usually much much slower because usually printing much much bigger things. But you're not I mean, going to want to sit there for a couple hours while it literally just dips in and out of, of liquid resin. You want to be able to see it, honestly, if it fails until way too late. Like, you just look up and, like, is it is it a pile of goop? Yes? No? Okay. I mean, our friend Franco's printing a goddamn Manta, so... He is printing a Manta. Um, He was in yesterday talking about it for a bit. He said... um. He had just done. I think. It, I think it's essentially like the the bay on the underside, where like in the actual model you throw a a couple devil fish or something like that into it. An entire eight devil fish. Yes. Well, I think that, that, that goes Discovered. through like it, other parts of it. It's the model well. that comes with an army inside of it. It does. Yeah. This was just the one part of the bay. This wasn't like the full thing, but um, I th- want to say he did it in four pieces, and it took. Like the better part of a week for it all to get done. Now he's doing it um, with a very, very small um, levels between to try to get it smooth enough so he doesn't actually have to try and smooth any of this down because it's large flat surfaces. But I want to say he's saying like some of the pieces, like oh yeah, that part was like two days. This one's two days. This one's fifteen hours, and so on. So it, this it's impressively. FDM. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's doing yeah. FDM. Yeah, he's doing the FDM, but um. I mean, we'll see. It'll probably be another couple months before he's actually done the whole thing for how big this thing is going to be. I mean, if it's if it's one, I think he said he did. Did he say it was one to one? Yes. Yeah, he's oh, doing an actual so, correctly so sized the, one. The, the, the wingspan literally measured half of a 40K table today. Congratulations it's, it's on the coffee table. Yep. Yeah. It's insanity. I lo- but anyway. How did we talk about this? Uh, I don't know. It's probably your fault. Um, Let's go to War Gear. <laughs> yeah, so War Gear. So Legion of Alpha, Honor and Blood, they do, you know, they prefer to be up close, but they get penalized if they're like just outside of up close. Really weird. They pay for the Vanquished. It's a cool strat, not a go to, but, you know, if it works, it might be cool. War Gear. Uh, Shikarian Conduits. Essentially, any of your Titans that are scale seven or higher. So. That would be the Dire Wolf. I remembered this time. There you go. The Dire Wolf Titan or larger. Um, it increases the boosted speed by two inches and boosted maneuver by one inch. So essentially, a Warlord goes from a uh, four slash six speed 
to a four slash eight. So a warlord is as fat when it sprints is as fast as a warhound walking. And a reaver gets up to speed eleven when it pushes its reactor. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's tasty. This used to be plasma gargoyles, right? That it, I remember yeah. plasma gargoyles. It was terrible. Yep. Bad, yeah. Okay, okay. Plasma they were hilarious. They were hilarious. They were not they're good hilarious in any and now they'll never do anything. I for liked you. I liked the idea. I'm like, oh cool, it's like little gar- it's like little blah. I thought it was great. I did, like as a concept. It, it is it this is very is, fluffy. Uh, this is more uh, playable. Much. An eight inch movement warlord. I'm trying to let me see something. What's the fucking corruption that moves him? Um you go look that up. Well, yeah, look at that. I'm trying okay. to move through the book without making noise. Um, you're making noise because yes. you're if telling you us about you going to... through the book. That's what makes the noise. Uh, no. um, there there, there um, is a downside to up, the conduits, though. And, uh, yes. If you take this upgrade and have the extended speed um, on any turn you boost for speed or turns, which is any turn you have a warlord that needs to line up targets, um, you decrease the dice value of everything by one that's not a melee weapon and the titan loses another minus two to the ballistic skill so if you're using this you better be damn sure that you are getting yourself into melee yeah or because if you happen to be three inches away that's a total of minus three to your hit roll. That's that's bad. If you have a low dice weapon, it's really getting hurt. Like I feel like apocalypse missile launchers don't care too much because they have nine dice with the minus one dice. But then something like uh, plasma, a sun fury, would be really upset about this. Going from four to three, that's a quarter of its dice. At any time you're using this, if you put this on your Titan, your only goal is close combat. If you are not in range, like early on, you're just giving it full stride orders. Like you're you're not shooting. Or if you are and when you yeah. are, if you are in a position where you do want to shoot, then those are turns that you don't boost either of these two characteristics because you're not gonna be able to. Like th- th- this is for your pure melee or almost intentionally purely melee uh, options. I would give this to an iconoclast. Well, there, absolutely. He's, he's, you want to get within two of him. You could pair this with the special auxiliary reactor. Yup. Yeah, there we go. Plus four? I think it's plus four. Because the auxiliary is plus two, and this is another plus two. Yeah. So, and then there's a strategy that also increases your boosted by plus two but you get a heat that's that's a fast iconoclast that's a that's a that's a that's a boy that's two 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 plus six that's a 12 inch move iconoclast 24 if you double full speed him no, 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 because that's a separate move it would be 22 because you'll get the strategy for both oh yeah. that's right that's right that's right 22 but still 22 fuck pretty nice but uh yeah it's a very targeted war gear upgrade yeah I agree it makes me wish that Reavers had a flamer option 
So I think that that paired with the Flamer would be a great, you know, route to do things. Hmm. I know someone does an unofficial um, Flamer for the Reaver, and I think a Plasma Flamer or something for the Warlord. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, you're I, talking about Plasma yeah, I want to say, like, the last cutter has a flamer attack. Yes. And you, if you want to talk about old, old, yeah. old Titanicus, the last cutter from Epic and also from, uh, was essentially a very, 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 it, it was a rock mining tool that essentially destroyed Titans. So, yeah, you know, if you want to bring in house-ruled stuff and break the game, give your Warlord a last cutter, a fist, and this upgrade. But, um, if you're not doing house ruled stuff, this is for your your uh, power fist, chain fist, reavers. Hundred percent. Um, and then the second war gear option, the last of their things aside from the traits, is disruption emitters. I used, I think I used to love this, and now it's just okay. Um, so disruption emitters are a thirty-five point upgrade that adds to the strength strength value of all of your melee trait weapons, which is so nice. Um, but it does not help your smash attacks. But you count your scale as too high making smash attacks. So yes, it does add two strength to your smash attacks. Technically three, because doesn't smash add already a strength to your scale? Right, right, but it adds another to your smash attacks. Yeah. Oh, God, I see. So, a Warhound with Disruption Emitters is, one, it could be overcosted, but two, it's going to be hitting at strength hitting at strength nine, which I like I like that way too much. But that's um, interesting. It's not, it's not enough to be reliable against a Warlord, but it no. means a Reaver can absolutely rip a Warlord to shreds. As long as you don't roll those ones. Because that's what? Chain Fist at strength 10. Tower Fist at strength 11. Headbutts at strength 11. Yep. Pretty nice. Because that's literally anything but. And you're in... If you roll a 2, that's a direct on a Warlord at that point, I think. It's 12, 13 for directs. I'll play Warlords often enough to have their table memorized. Oh. Like, like a, a three up, you're doing um, devastating hits. Yes, that's that's pretty nice. And the problem the, is that gets expensive. Very much so. Thirty five points. That's that's honest. I mean, I understand why they made it expensive because otherwise this would be an auto take. But yep. I mean, that even makes your smash attacks much more devastating, just because in this Legio you get plus one D weapon skill, so you actually have very good odds at hitting those smashes. And now you're actually doing them at plus two. So you're actually going to get through on that. Very true. I'm just going to dip to the um, the Universal Titan upgrades and the Trader one specifically. So if I remember correctly, there is a way... Maybe not. What are you trying to find? An upgrade to do I what? I thought there, there was like a, like, a, like a spiked upgrade that gives you more smash attack dice. It might be a mutation. Yeah, I was hoping. That sounds like a mutation. I was hoping it. I was hoping it wasn't. It was like, ah, you know, you added extra spikes to your carabase. Um, 
That sounds yeah, very much like a it modern. It is a mutation. Yep. Okay, I was gonna say. Organic protrusions. Smash attacks have a range of two inches and are always three dice instead of D three. Oh, it's not even what I thought it was. I mean, it's it's nice. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's it's starting to get expensive though. Yeah. You want to throw that on a there. secondary it's a secondary mutation, so you need another base mutation before you even get that. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, it's an additional. Yep. So that's fifty plus the base mutation, which is gonna be at least ten. At least uh, ten. Yeah, at least ten. That's Sixty points in upgrades. Oh, that puts Reavers into warlord costs. And not warlord survival. It, yeah. It's becoming too much. I mean, yeah, you, you can throw, a, you can make whatever you want, insane, absolutely insane. But you shouldn't, because your opponents because can see that. Because everything can die in this game. Yeah, except you, Dan's war master apparently. But everything yeah. else in this game can die. <laughs> Uh, ooh, the salt is real on this one. Because oh. no, no, what you would take, you would take Overwhelming Rage. A time with this mutation adds one to the dice values of any weapons with the melee trait. Mm. Um, and it can do a charge order oh, without getting a command check. So, Which is really good, because if you fail a mutation, it sucks. You're yeah. at minus, what, two for mutations? Yep, minus yeah. two command. Yeah, no. So auto-passing charge is great. Yeah. Yeah. Instruction emitters. I love the idea. They're a little expensive. Um, the Titan that they would be most helpful on, the Warhound, is probably the worst place to put it. Absolutely, they don't the have Reaver, a weapon. Yeah, terrible. The Reaver also it helps the Reaver, but it if you want to really lead into it, it gets up to Warlord prices, and that's that's a tough sell. And on a Warlord, this is just overkill. I wouldn't bother at all. You don't need strength thirteen smash attacks or. No, you do not. 14 punches? I think it's base 12 strength on the no. Warlord Fist. Is it 13? I thought, I thought it was 13. Ooh, it I, thought, I thought it was 13 as well, I, but I've never used the thing. I don't run Warlords very often. I've now fielded a Warlord 12. I think four times ever. Is it base 12? Okay. Yeah, Power Claw is base so, yeah. 12. Strength 14 is kind of unnecessary at that point, unless you're in a purely Warmaster meta. You know what? If you're playing a Warmaster, throw it on just because at that point, why the fuck not? It's already a thousand points. What's up with 35? Fuck it. it. It's a good one of in the army. You put it on. If you have something a little bit more dedicated to close combat, 35 points, you're probably going to have 35 spare. Throw it on them. It'll make it'll make them a bit better. Makes them a bigger target. Might make Might make it where you can maneuver or get your other titans into better positions because they're worried about this thing that's going to crush anything at once. Yeah, it's a good deterrent. I like it. Not in love with it, but I like it. Agreed. Uh, All right. I understand why they cost it the way they did. If this thing was like 20 points or something like that, I'm probably taking on almost everything. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's, like, it's, it's just enough that you're looking at things and you're like, if I take this on two titans... That's almost a banner of knights I could be fielding. Yeah. Take it on three, that is actually a banner of knights. Yeah. Yeah. Is... Pricey. 150 is a banner of knights, by the way. I, um, you can do cheaper. The Forge, World, the Forge World one is cheaper. Yeah. 
You can get something. It? Yes. Yeah. You could take two double melee Megara or um Steerix for like a hundred and five, I wanna say. That's so weird. Or something That's like so... that. Yeah. Because the Questorus is minimum cost. Yeah, it's one fifty. I used to like base. double melee. Yeah. Uh, tri- yep. Triple double melee is one fifty. Yep. On the dot. And uh, yeah, moving on. We got the personal traits. It's been a very tangent-filled um, Legio. But the personal traits. First, we have the Razor Tongue. Um, this Princeps can deliver biting challenges and chilling threats, unnerving their opponents even before the first blow is struck. So at the start of the round, before any dice are rolled, the Princeps could pick an enemy Titan within 24 inches of their own Titan and inflict a minus two penalty to command checks. I'm going to be honest. I actually prefer when my opponent is on orders because yeah. it restricts how they can play, which means I could capitalize on their restrictions. Yeah. So I would not go with this, but if you have someone that happens to be a little intense with their order usage and it is causing you problems, it's nice. It's a, it makes it 20% harder for them. Somewhat. The, the math is... Statistics are weird. You could split it out eight different ways. It makes it harder. If they have a bunch of warhounds that you don't want to like get emergency repairs off on or something like that, you could use it to make it almost impossible. Unless they squadron up and pick a different Titan to be the host of the order. Um, it's alright. I don't dress over man's penalties too much in this game personally. I see commands as a I found an opportunity more than a here's my battle plan sort of thing. Hmm. Um, Personal trait number two. Bloodied but unbroken. The more damage the princess's titan sustains, the more driven they become, seeking to ensure that even should they fall, their enemies are sure to fall with them. For each point of critical damage the titan has suffered, Increase the strength of the melee weapons by 1 to maximum of plus 3. This would be really funny on... Um, what was that Legio we covered before? The Tempestus. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not Legio Tempestus. If you are getting plus 3, you are in a really, really bad spot. And honestly, smash attacks are already a high enough strength that combined with the melee trait where they pick what they hit, you don't usually need strength bonuses. They help, but they're not needed. Um, I guess you have, like, a head critical for whatever reason. This could be like, oh, that's a cute little bonus I got. But it's, it's, not, it's not great. Not as a personal trait. Not good enough. Nah. And then our last one, Cruel. The Princeps has no pity for weaklings. Unworthy foes are swiftly crushed underfoot with little thought of honor or mercy. After all, what mercy does the boot give the end? When making smash attacks with units with the scale of 5 or less, sorry, making attacks against units with the scale of 5 or less, increase the strength of any hits by 2. This, if you are in a situation where you have a Knights player, they they show up like, you're like, oh, a Titanicus? Yeah, I'll play Adeptus Titanicus with you. Wait, what? You take this trait because 
this is a perfect counter to that stupid banner of minus two strength to blast. Yes, you take sir. This on a Bellicosa Warlord, and you laugh as you just delete squads of Lancers turn after turn. Yeah. Hell, even a Quake Cannon. Yeah. Quake Cannon just, deletes them. And yeah. if there's a survivor, <laughs> they're auto-shaken. Too bad. Yeah, so this is really good um, against Questorus. Okay, this will work on Armagers, where it will basically delete the entire squadron because they are stupidly flimsy. Um, this will work on Questorus, and this will work on Lancers. It will not work on the Porphyrian, but that's okay. Um, not many things do. Do it work like on Porphyrians? Picking the player in the nads. That usually sorts, <laughs> that usually sorts out Porphyrians. But uh, yeah, no, I think that this is, this is a, what's nice in, in Titanicus is you pick your trait at the table. So if your opponent is running knights, you can take this trait and leap better knowing that you're not going to get Lancer rushed as hard. Otherwise, you know, if you're facing a pure Titan army, this trait does absolutely nothing for you. And you just take a generic one out of the main book. Yeah, This just proves that hallmark of select your traits. You will never... If you play random rolls and you're playing Volpa, you'll never randomly roll on this table. Because there's a chance your trait can literally not help you unless you're against knights. 100%. It's weird. They never changed it, right? In the book, it still says you pick in the book, but roll here, right? They, they never changed that with that wording? Correct. But it is a fairly universally agreed upon house rule that it's always picked. I have yet yeah. to find someone who disagrees. So, so, and that's even on like Facebook. I watch the battle reports and stuff, and no one has yet to kind of not do that. People want that's to do what's That's the perks being an event organizer. I can enforce my will upon other people. As you should. You know what, Dan? I think for the next event, just you will be forced to roll every time. You know what? I'll be fine. Furians are not bad. Oh no! Uh, that, you know what? That's fair. Furians are fun. There's like you know, like, you know what? That's uh, fine. This, 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 this is the game. I rip someone's arm off and beat them with it. Yeah, true. That is. I'm sorry. You want that plasma cannon? Now you can never get it back. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's Volpa. All right. Um, I feel like this is a leader you have to babysit more than lean into which is a real shame because i think that their scheme is cool their story is pretty neat fun fact they're the first corrupted titans or yeah they're the first corrupted titan oh uh, no fuck it spoilers don't matter if you if you didn't read already like the first book of the horse hair let's see the first or the second one too bad uh they're the first corrupted titans it was them versus um the female legio i, I can't remember the and, and, i know george plays it yep uh, and and uh, his ass, the prince ups got his ass handed to him uh, by the female legion as they were retreating. Um, but they did some really weird warp shit so that when he lost, he got super mad and they he, they found him and like stuck in a in a mountain. <laughs> like she smashed him into a mountain and ran, and he was basically fused with the titan. So you got your first ever uh, corrupted demon titan from Volpa. It's the pain scheme. Like I I chose them because of the paint scheme and then i looked at yeah. the rules and i do what i can to make it work it doesn't always fit exactly the play style i want but it was absolutely for paint scheme well so that's about titanicus is you could play against the legio's play style and still you know be playing the game yes 
Like, you're not going to auto-lose because you're not playing optimally in any sort of build. No. What is this, 40k? <laughs> um, I, I will oh, say... Oh, your I mean... space marines are the wrong color. I'm sorry. Let's just shake hands now. We'll save you the embarrassment. GW has that rule for 40k. You know that, right, Steve? I don't, I don't. Even know. I oh, don't. Okay. I was like, okay. I was like, you know GW does have that rule. Um, I will say the paint scheme, um, there's various ways to do it. You can look up some really good tutorials if you're trying to actually get that sort of marble look to it. You can just do them in the, you know, the reds and purples and things like that. If you want the marbling, you know, you can always go with the sort of uh, stretched out either cheesecloth or um, uh, dryer sheet method where essentially you lay that down and you can airbrush over the top of it. Um, and that gives a marbleization. Um, what I actually did, and I could always post this up if it's of interest to anyone, mine are actually layers of stippling and washes, um, about seven layers total for each color. Takes forever to do, but it does actually come across with the effect very well. But um, I think this pushes us to the next Legio Volcanum, which Dan asked to talk about. Yes, I did. I Because I confused them with another one. Yeah, you did. To be fair. You absolutely um, did. Yeah, I confused them with Interfector. Mm. Um, but I did want to talk about these guys. So I will talk about Legio Volcanum, also known as the Darkfire, uh, and also known as the Lords of Ruin. Now you have to say, wait a minute, they're known as two? There, there's a reason. <laughs> this is the Twin Legio. Uh, they have a really cool symbol of uh, basically two skulls back-to-back uh, -back on each other reason why so basically what had happened was um the the, the mars uh basically found this forge world on stages the eighth um and essentially they figured out that the forge world was way too damn big the titan was way too damn big so they wanted to split them uh horus heresy uh, horus heresy jesus christ horus comes in Horus super comes in and goes um basically intervened he acted at the behest of the emperor and basically said, we're not going to split the legions, but we're going to kind of come, we're going to turn them into two new Titan legions that are basically brother and sister. So, fun fact, it's basically Legio Volcanum 1 and Legio Volcanum 2. So you have the, uh, the Dark Fires and the Lords of Ruin. Um, shit happens, aka the Horus Heresy, um, and essentially they uh, basically take back Stygis the Eight uh, for the War Master. There's, of course, after he goes traitor. Um, and essentially what had happened is they combined their legions back together uh, to basically be the, basically the um, twin legio that they are today. And I keep saying twins is because they have a long history of cloning their princeps. Um, and, they're, and they're basically clones of each other, so literally twin princeps. Um, which is really, really cool. So... Uh, Legio Trait, the two-faced god. Um, this is, again, because they have clones riding their things. When fielding a Legio Volcanum battle group, a player may nominate two Volcanic uh, Titans per manable to be commanded by the Princeps Signoris instead of the usual one. Each Princeps Signoris gains its own personal trait. If one of the Princeps Signoris Titan in the manable is destroyed for the remainder of the game, the other uh, Princeps Signoris Titan in the manable counts as having suffered an unrepairable Princeps wounded damage effect. So, I actually like this trait a lot. Um, and there are multiple things you can do with this trait that you can't do unless you take double maniples. Um, so, for example, um, if you want to, you can take, again, my favorite, 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 favorite um, 
uh, Princeps trait is the um, the forty-five. So yes, yeah, Swift Color, Swift Killer. However, now that I have access to two Princeps trait, I can take a really powerful Princeps trait, which is um, during a phase choose who gets to go first like you can in you basically now take over that phase and me and dave did this way 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 back but we figured out that it was actually not the turn you don't do it at the beginning of the turn yeah. you choose the phase which you want it so you can make that person go first in the command phase go first in the movement phase and then they're in the combat phase you're like what's up motherfucker and you all of a sudden take over um so i i it's just a really you can whip out some really really cool combos with this one um it sucks if one Princeps dies, uh, but Princeps wounded isn't too bad. It, it, it's not I that bad. Know. There's a risk of a shutdown with that. That's kind of rough. It is, but uh, but, uh, but if you're losing a Princeps, uh, you could lose again. This is a game where you could lose anything very quickly. Um, but I like the benefit over the 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 negative, right? I think the benefit is 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 really good and over over the negative. I don't know. What do you think? Keep in mind, you're also a person who likes to run heavier titans. I think when you're doing this, yeah. you're almost forcing yourself to be running heavier titans, at least for these two, because you're not going to want yeah. one of these guys in Warhound. You know, it's not survival Very enough. True. The other guy's going to be too crippled by it. That, that is true. I am a little biased because I do run, I, I do run Warhounds and I do run Reavers, but I do love the majority Warlord and, and heavier Warbringers and heavier titans. Yeah. So I do agree with you there. That's the old school Titanic as player and you talking. Because <laughs> the lore is that Warlords are the most common battle titan. Warhounds technically aren't battle titans, and I'm not sure how that figures into the ratio of Warhounds to Warlords, but there should, in theory, be more Warlords than Reavers on the battlefield. Oh, good. Look at that. So, yeah, oh, look, look, at, look, look, look at you, Dan. There you go, be lucky again. Totally did that on purpose, guys. Totally. You didn't know that? No. Um, so, we have another Legio trait. This is one of the few ones that actually has double Legio traits, Let's which are that. cool because, remember, Legio traits are passive. And they are passive, so you don't need to purchase them. They're not points. They're not stratagems. They, they come free with Legion. So I do like that. A little side note about that. So their Legio trait, uh, for the second, is for the Fallen. So essentially, for each Legio Volcanum Titan... In the battle group that has been destroyed, the Legio Volcanum player gains a single reroll that may be used once each round. Yes, single reroll, once each round. This reroll may be used to reroll the result of any single die roll made by a Legion Volcanum Titan. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, it sucks that you lose a Titan for it, but this is absolutely amazing. Um, the Furion one was you had to sit still in the movement and also the shooting to get one dice each phase to use for the rest of the game. But once you use that reroll, it's gone. If you lose a Titan turn two, which is pretty common, I'd say, turn three and four, you now have a reroll, which is... That's, that's great. I'm sorry, that's great. And wait, so which stupid question. Is each round a turn or does that mean player round? There's the forty k. There's there's out. a round, and then you take turns. Remember, remember, it's a back okay. and forth. So it's it's there's different phases really, but the whole thing. Yeah, that's is what a I round. thought. Okay, yeah, you knew why I was at. You yeah, knew why there's I was not. It's not a movement round. It's a movement phase. The whole thing is the phase. round. Got it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Just wanted to check. Um. Yeah. No. So I like this one. Again, it sucks that you have to lose a titan, 
But to gain a reroll for the rest of the game, and for any die, again, this is this is one of the ones where it's, it's weird. It's any die you get the reroll. It's not just, you know, oh, only hits, only moves. Any die. So this could be a scatter die. This could be a scatter die. I... I, I I like this. Um, I honestly, in my mind, I think the one from Furians can absolutely still be stronger. And the reason being, one, in the beginning, you may if if you want to take advantage of their, I give up something to get a reroll later. Then you play in such a way to do that. This one, yes, you're going to lose a Titan sooner or later. Maybe use more than one, but just off of their first Joe trait. This feels like you're going to be running a heavier list. Heavier list means you're going to have less Titans. Okay, hey, I get a reroll each round for my Titans here, but maybe I lost one of these big ones. I only came with three or four. You know, this trait feels like it's more useful when you have more things on the table. And I think your first Legio trait is trying to prevent you from having a lot of things on the table. Hmm. Um, it's a nice thing to have but um, you know now if someone's bringing a war master or something like that yeah you could get one of your titans absolutely smoked but otherwise your other titans might be in a bad spot by the time you start losing them i i I don't know it's a nice to have but i don't think it is amazing steve what do you think i know i said this i think before in tempestus i don't love mechanics where you don't gain until you lose yeah because i keep thinking ah, in a campaign though that's really gonna suck because i also think of it the same way as i think of a badly gothic campaign which doesn't help um (laughs) it it is it is a nice consolation prize yeah because you are guaranteed the reroll every phase unlike the you know the swing on death for tempestus you're getting to see this every have to, yeah. It just sucks you have to lose a Titan before you can get any benefit. Um, it also it also is only one dice per fake. Uh, sorry, per round. Yeah. Unlike um, the Furian's trait, where you could have you know a turn where everyone is using their dice, but then you run out of dice. So upsides, downsides. I think in the end, it's. It's nice. You're, you're, um, the, the Fury and no... Trade is per Titan, right? The Titan right. gets rerolls. Titan. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is a Meditate. reroll essentially just once in the round. It's not even per Titan. If yep. this trait was per Titan, oh, that Warhound died. Now every Titan I have left gets a reroll. Now I'd like it. But it's only essentially, I lost a Warhound. I get a single reroll this whole round. Yep. Okay. That doesn't feel like enough. Not for having lost a lot of your points army, you know? minimum. Two hundred points for one reroll. Tough sell. Yeah, you've lost more in effectiveness, board presence, ability than you gain with a single die reroll. That you could still fail with. It could do you no good. For me, it's a, it's a consolation prize. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say for me, I'm it's not something to build around. No, 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 no. But, but for it's me, there. it's like you will lose a titan on the game, and if you don't, then you've won already. There's no doubt in my mind. 
but you will lose a Titan in the game. And this can come in clutch. You know, how many times have you know you lost a Titan and you needed that reroll and you don't have it? Because uh, you will lose Titans. Um, so this is, I think, just a good... I, yeah, it's a consolation prize. It helps you if you lose that Titan. I don't know. Not the best, again, but yeah. No, so, uh, stratagems. You only get one, like most. So, stratagems is symbiotic command. Uh, this strategy can be purchased by an Elegio Volcanum player. Play the strategy in the strategy phase after successfully issuing an order to Elegio Volcanum Titan. The player uh, the player may, if they choose, immediately order the same issue the same order to any or all of the Legio Volcanum Titans in their battle group without the need to make further command checks. That's good. Eh, it's good. It's one like point. That. Um, I like it. You know, it's one point. Yeah, I take it. Especially like the first turn if you need to move everyone and you don't have an Axiom Matable. Issue turn you know, one for, you know, everyone's pushing or everyone's first firing. Exactly. Turn and four you... for, oh shit, everything's on fire, emergency repairs. Yeah, I like it. It's one. It's not two. Yeah. If this was two, never taken. It's one. It, it's yeah. literally nothing when you when you take other things. No, I like no. it. I, of so far the things we've read, this one I like the most because here's your guarantee: you do the command yeah. on your princeps, you have a two up, or, or assuming you're not a uh, mutated or anything terrible, you have a two up. You should get that. If you don't, it just wasn't your day. You're going to get that. You can get the order on anyone else you need. If you got Warhounds, especially if you were running them, more of solos or in packs, now you can just order it around. Or you want to give it to this Warhound, not the other one. You're not rolling for a fifty, a little bit better than 50-50 chance. You know, he said, or early. I, I, yeah. I like that. Also, no, this is the entire battle group, not just the maniple. So yes. if you happen to have oh, a two... Shit. If you have a two maniple build, like you're like a small um, Ferox and a small whatever, you could cross be through that as well. Yeah. So yeah. you would have, so you could have four princeps and one order shared with everyone. Here's a stupid question. So Volcano have... would actually benefit from doing multiple small maniples. Yes, they will. If you have a double battle, if you have a double maniple, does that give you four princeps? No, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. What the fuck? Notice it, the very first line. When they feel the Legio Volcanum battle group, a player may nominate two Legio Volcanum Titans per maniple to be the oh command princeps in ours. Yeah, it's for every maniple. So, yeah, if you can fit multiple, or if you're playing a big enough game to have multiple of yeah. maybe something a little bit That's thicker, cool. yeah, you get okay. a lot of traits. Like yeah, that what I like. Right. The um, downside is definitely there, but there's also oh, yeah. a very nice upside. So, so, yeah. War gear. Oh, Lord, this one's a long one. So, twinned machine spirits. So, any two Vol uh, Legion Volcanum Titans may upgrade uh, with twinned machine spirits for 20 points each. So, 40 points, essentially, is mm -hmm. what it is. Um, each Volcanum Titan with twinned machine spirits count as being part of a squadron with each other. These Titans may not join another squadron. However, should a Titan with a twin machine spirit roll the machine spirit symbol on the reacted eye, both it and its pair Titan must make a command check to see if their Titan's machine spirit awakes. Note that multiple pairs of Titans in a Legio Volcanum battle group may be equipped to have twin machine spirits, each forming their own squadron of two. A Titan with this upgrade cannot otherwise be part of a squadron. Wait, okay, so to share shields, that's not a squadron ability, that's just a Warhound ability, right? No, it is a squadron, squadron ability. ability. 
Warhounds are the Whoa. only Titan by default that forms squadrons. Yeah, that that's oh. why you only see it normally on Warhounds, because they're normally the only things that can squadron. So I can squadron double Warlords if I wanted to. Yes. yes. They have to be base to base, but yes. Yeah. Or Reaver Reaver. Well, well, to share shields, but yeah. Or, absolutely. Or, or, Which what? means you have two Warlords, one Shield Stripper, one Fuck You, You're Dead, and just nuke one thing per turn. Yep. Okay. And... They could both be princeps. Yep. That's what you do there. That's and you give so them cool. the trait that they wombo. need. For their Here's job. a wombo combo. So you take the warlord with a shield stripper. That's, so Gatling on the top or Gatling on the arm, uh, bolters on the top, and let's say plasma, fuck it, whatever, who cares. Um, strip someone's shield or give him double Gatling and a Vulcan mega bolter. Point is he will strip the shields, right? Um, give him the princept trait of, of um, swift killer, so he turns 45, right? Though be so aware, when you start in, turning, you're not going to be able to touch anymore. No, 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 no. No, no, there's a reason why I'm saying squadron, because they activate at the same time. That's why I'm, I'm using this. There's oh, a okay. Why. Yep, so he activates, strips someone. Um, and now you might be saying, okay, uh, now my other warlord activates. Or maybe, and then the other warlord is equipped with um, steal the turn, where, like, now it's my turn. So you can, like, get into the combat phase, steal the turn from him, Right, attack with your super shield stripper warlord. Do some damage with Gatling guns because they are stored seven. Um, and then attack with your other warlord that's supposed to be your killer warlord. Now you do have to be careful if you do take swift killer. You probably forget this because you're. Oh no no the minus one I do remember. That's true. Other legios care about that. You don't. But That's why I said Vulcan Mega Bolter, though. Vulcan Mega yeah. Bolters are a plus one at, at some some range. At, yeah, at eight inches, which is yeah. under the minimum range of ten. Oh, is it eight? Oh, oh, never mind. Okay. I, thought was, I thought it was longer. I thought it was longer. I thought it was like twelve no. or something. Oh, no. but but still, you know what like, it's a good it's a good I, idea. No, it's, it still definitely has merits. I think being able to steal the turn four times throughout a game on a double mantle build is kind of silly. <laughs> oh no no no! You could go first. Oh, that's where you're moving. Great. I'm nuking this one. That's actually really strong, too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I like this one. I like this. It's 20 points? I, well, I love it. it's 40. I, that's it's 40. That's I conceptually nothing. love this. I wish I had my main rulebook with me. I think I left it outside in the car. I have mine. Um, what are you looking for? Okay. Can you check the rule for squadrons and see if a squadron has to be entirely within a single maniple? Uh, good question. I will. I'll like, take a look while you guys talk about some other you stuff. You get a squadron and a fucking warmaster. That's what I'm trying to figure out, Dan. Oh my god! All right, um, how much do we need? How much do I need to pay Brett to repaint my? Just do counts as you can do that for fun. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just. Oh, they put squadrons in this book. Talk about other stuff. While I'll, I'll, I'll get it's back under to under advanced rules. Yeah, while he's looking, there it is. Page forty-five. I'll go to the other ward here because they have another ward here. The other war gear is the Janus Pattern Missiles, which I, these ones I actually do like as a warrior, by the way. Little side note. Uh, so any Legion will Cannon Titan armed with an Apocalypse Missile Launcher or Apocalypse Missile Array or Paired Apocalypse Missile Launcher may take a Janus Pattern Missile for 20 points. Legion will Cannon Titans with Janus Pattern Missiles may split the dice of their missile launchers between more than one target as the Janus were out to disperse in flight. The Titan may choose a main target for its missiles, which will either be the same target as the rest of its weapons or one of its targets has the split fire order. At least one die must be allocated to the Titan's main target. The rest of the missile launchers can be applied to uh, either be applied to the main target or another target within 12 inches of the main target. 
Um, each tar- target counts as a separate attack for the purpose of calculating modifiers to hit rolls, etc. Um, I like this one. Um, now, there are a lot of words there. I just want to yeah. clarify one thing. Oh, you do wow. not have to be on split fire to use this. No, it's just saying the, that... It's, the, it's, I don't know. The split fire clause is you could throw the weapon entirely at a different thing from the rest exactly, of the Exactly, yeah. Sorry, should, that's, what, uh, yes, that's yes, why I mentioned this with Just for anyone listening who's who kind of glossed over because there's a lot of words in that, yeah, you, do not, these, these, right. you don't have this fired. Um, I like this one. Um, and for the sheer fact that sometimes I, I get kind of annoyed when, let's say, I have an Apocalypse missile launcher and I have to toss 10 missiles out of, like, one shield. Um, and it's like, oh, well, okay, the shield exploded, yay. I just needed you to roll like three, th- you know, here's 10 hits. You fell on the first roll. Thank you. I like this because it kind of opens up the end game a little bit for you where you mm-hmm. can be like, all right, this guy's on one shield, but this guy who's 12 inches away has like three or four shields. I'm going to put four missiles on one dude and six missiles on the other. Um, and I kind of like that. It just gives you 20 points. Again, not that expensive. And... I just like it. I like it. I, I, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't put it on a Reaver, because a Reaver only gets five shots. Yeah. Not worth I, it on a Reaver. Not worth it on a Warmaster, because that's only three shots. Shots. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So I absolutely would just... This is a Warlord-only item. Um, I like it. I, I, I have. I don't see a problem with it. This is something I like. Right? I, I like it. Yeah. Now, it's going to get expensive, because I would... Also take this with um, tracking uh, gyroscopes, so you have the full front arc to target with. Can you take tracking gyroscopes and trader? They don't have that war gear. Everyone does. It's one of the universal ones. Oh, it's one of the universal. Okay, because I don't yeah, have my there's, there's universal, there's loyalist, and there's trader. Got it. Pretty got sure it. that one's universal. Uh, I, I will check. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, hold on to that one. It is universal. Okay, it is universal. Okay, okay. And it's not one of the ones that's mutually exclusive with other upgrades, because some upgrades, like, you know, this cannot be combined with other upgrades, but both of these things can be combined. Okay. So you could have a full front arc where you could split off nine missiles from the main target and all that. This is nice. I like it. It gets I like expensive, it. I, like it. I like it. It's expensive, but it's, again, it's it's something that adds to the value. Um, the Warlord's trait. already expensive, so it's... Exactly. Personal traits. Uh, we have three of them as always. Um, so the first one is Trueborn. The princess is a rare Trueborn son or daughter of Stygis, stronger and genetically purer than their kin. Totally not Nazi. Uh, though isolated and prone to destructive rages. Uh, the princess adds three to the command checks when issuing orders to their own titan rather than two. If you roll a one when making a command check, no further command checks can be made for their battle group, regardless of the rerolls or other special rules. Now... Uh, a plus two usually puts you at a two up. A plus what put three you for a is. What does it put you for a reaver? Is that still a two up for a reaver? Uh, yeah, because a reaver's base uh, four up. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So if you have a warhound princeps, makes it a two up. Yeah, but, but, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but once happen, and this makes it bad. Yeah, I'm gonna pass it. Sorry. Divided mind. The prince is the host of a uh, shared personality. Well, well actually. Oh, 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 general. Generally, you are already ending your command phase when you fail an order. It just sucks that you don't get to use a command bastion if that's your thing, or an axiom manifold. But 
I mean, I guess if there's if there were no other options, it's not the worst. Yeah, so I'm thing. saying like if there's no other but, options, it's cool. But there are so many other yeah. better options, and you get yeah. two. So yeah, no. Uh, if Princeps fails command check when uh, issuing an order to their Titan, uh, they may re-roll the check. However, if the re-roll also fails, remove all orders except for emergency repair orders already should issue to any Titan within the Princeps Senior's maniple. I like okay, so I like this one more than the first one. Agreed. I I like this one more than the first one. Um, only because this was, this one's a straight re-roll. Um, you're already getting the two up anyway, so the chances of rolling a one uh, twice out of a d10 is Dave, our resident. One in a hundred. Yeah. Thank so, you. So a multiplication. Yeah. If you want this <laughs> and that, multiply. That's All the rule. Right. If you say this um, and that, multiply this or that at. And you don't even. Here's the fun part. You don't even lose the emergency repair if you have it. So. Yeah, no, well, I like right, that. because yeah. emergency repairs happen immediately, and if you remove that order, it would be a straight upgrade, because you could move and shoot. Oh, I see what they're doing. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, and war off. War or I oh, think Wars that, oh, go ahead. I think that that could be fun in an Axiom Manifold, because you could just keep issuing orders <laughs> until you're happy. Yeah. Am, am I wrong? No, no, you're right. It's just, eh. like I said, there. I'd rather take Swift Killer. I'd rather take the one that steals the initiative. I'd rather take. There's one that uh lets me reroll a, a hit die every time it fires, yeah. in the game. Yeah, no, I, it, they're just again, there are better options, and because they can take two instead of one, my choice is a little bit more open to what I want to take. Um, Wars, wars, oh my god, wars off, or, oh my god, please, GW, please. Wars Orphan. The Princeps is the last of their line, their clone brother, sister slain in past battles. Oh, that's sad. Making them reckless and hungry for the embrace of death. So the Princeps Titan may push its reactor while the reactor marker is in the. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, let's try that one again. The Princeps Titan may push its reactor while the reactor marker is in the last hole on its track, gaining the benefits of pushing the reactor as normal. The reactor level does not advance, however, for each time it should have advanced, the Princess Titan will suffer a strength 9 into the body, bypassing void shields. I love this. I would take this. The, you the you have the wrong Legio. This should be what you do. Yeah. And you put that trait <laughs> on both of them. And they have nothing this, I'm always in the red. And bellicoses. Just, just, you know what? Here's what you do. You, I know you don't gain many benefits for it, but let's say that hyper, hypothetically, you had a lubricol manifold, right? The two princeps, and you just okay. ran forwards, pushed your reactor so hard you blew yourself up. That's what you do with this. Just, I yeah. hope that I go nuclear and you all go with me. This is but no, like all. this That's is nice all. because there are situations where you do need that one last push to make you know, to, to seal the deal on something. Correct me and if I'm wrong. You. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't worry there about is that. a stratagem that allows you to essentially auto-blow up. I'm not going to say auto-blow up, but it's a very high chance of you just going uh, straight. Command override. Yeah. And plus you get benefits in the red. Yeah, and I was going to say... It, it plus three for red, plus three for command override. So for plus so six. That's plus six, so... Uh, a four and ten chance. Uh, or sorry, on a one, you wildfire. On a two to five, you'd two, two, two to three. Two, two to three. three. Sorry, yeah, then, I can't. And then four up is just straight gone. Okay. I mean, again, it, it, 
very rare chance or like you have to actually be in the middle of some but i mean i could imagine doing this with my war master because my war master was in the red for quite some time i think it's a trait that's like ah, ha, ha, this is my moment i finally got i need this to happen i'm so glad i have the treat it's not a utility trait it's no. a last ditch effort trait no and i like those for narrative purposes i yeah. like those a lot it, it is, I like is those for gaming. it is narratively fun in actuality, please don't take this trait. Um, so, just quickly, I did look up the squadron rules. Um, and I actually checked the FAQs. Now, there's a chance I still missed something, but I did check the FAQs as well. Um, for squadron rules, it essentially just says, hey, if your Titan says that it can be a squadron, on, and it's normally on the terminal, because that's where it was on the Warhound, then that lets them be a squadron. Hey, you designate them as squadron. So before deploying their force at the start of battle, a player can arrange any of their eligible Titans into squadrons. Eligible meaning that you are allowed to be in a squadron. It doesn't say related to mana pool or anything like that. Now, there's some mana pools, like Lubricol mana pool, that you're in it and it gives you new squadron rules, so it makes sense you're in a mana pool, but nothing here talks about that. Not oh in the squadron rules, at least. Oh my god, that's a war master. Oh my god. So, yeah, oh my there's, god. There, yeah, there's I nothing that I feel like we're you... missing something, but I... I also remember that it was a weird thing you could do with the Legio. It is a weird like... thing, and as far as I know, because I checked, they've never FAQ'd the trader book. Well, no, because it's perfect. Yeah, to every, me, that's something way. that would be in the FAQ for it, and I checked the main FAQ, and I didn't see it there either. This is um, something check that's the new. rules for um for like manipuls as a whole, I guess. Maybe manip. Maybe maybe there's something the manipul rules. Page fifty three in the main book. All right, let's take a this look. This is the most odd. <laughs> I, what it boils down to the is most... they did not. Yeah. The rules didn't account for this, and they haven't yeah. said anything about it yet. Uh, sure. I know for group. a fact. Within a maniple, you could have squadrons, yeah. and entirely outside of maniple, you could have squadrons. So you could squadron two war masters, Dan, if that's really what you wanted to do, and just you know not have friends. Um, I don't know if you could like do half in, half out, because I feel like that's not allowed for warhounds. But I could also just be wrong. Well, that's all I'm gonna say because if, if that's what that's what it would be. I, let me squadron my warlord with all the shield stripping ability in the in the in the world with a goddamn war master. So I strip your shield, and the war master just goes, "Oh, hello there," and kills you. There's nothing through the base rules of assembling battle groups related to mana pools that I can see. I'm not going to spend the next you know, ten minutes going through this in great detail. Yeah. That I That's can see that talks about squadrons at all, honestly. Because remember, there wasn't even any of the. In here, you only had the three base maniples, right? Anyway, no, yeah, you only yeah. had three base maniples, so that wasn't even a concern at the time. So this book wouldn't I have mean, talked about it in any no. detail at all. When that book was written, we only had warlords and questorus knights, anyway. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's. I would say, you know, I I would want to do a deeper dive to be one hundred percent sure, but I would say for the moment, yes, you can, um, until they ever do an FAQ. It would be a good question to actually put up and, and, and ask and see if they, they say one way or the other. I'm sure someone will stab you, though. Why? Oh, definitely. Well, if you try <laughs> to abuse it with, like, warhounds inside and outside of a maniple. 
Like, that's what, like, I don't care if the Legio could break the rules. I think it would be weird for Warhounds, generically, to break the rule. All right. Do we, do we think we are done with the, think, uh, the twins? I thing? think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good with it. Okay. Volcanoes really cool. Yep. I, like I love the, the paint scheme. I love the paint scheme. Did not even talk about the paint scheme. Um, it's teal. There's two of them. Red. Well, there's two of them. Yes, yeah. true, because there's Volcanum 1 and Volcanum 2. <laughs> but I like them. I, I like the Legio as a whole because their fluff is also just... It's insanely weird is what it is. Um, like, it's a Legio with twins, you know what I mean? The, it's just an honestly weird Legio. The, I like the, it. The one thing you, you miss in there, and that's part of the reason why they have this twin machine spirit, is the thing that they also don't tell people that they do is they actually pull the machine spirits apart. So... What, two different machines oh, will actually get a split out. machine spirit. That's why they have that I rule. Forgot, I did forget to mention yeah. that. I did. Yeah, that is something they do as well. All right, so we'll go on to uh, Interfector. So that's the next one. Um, These guys are just fun. I, I think these guys are fun. We'll talk about if they they're good fun. at all yet. I don't think they're good, if, but I think they're fun. If you like the Night Lords, you're love these guys. Yeah. Um. So... These, they came from, um, uh, essentially when the Great Crusade was happening, they found these, this world, these people, you know, absolutely, you know, wanted to try and grow. They wanted to be able to fight against all the, 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 um, deadly things that they had found out there and they were all gun ho about it when they got, um, attached to the war master so they got attached to the horse but even before he was a war master absolutely loved him absolutely loved going around with him wanted to bring all kinds of honor and glory mostly towards him as you read it you can tell as it goes along it was a really strong infatuation they had for him um when Talking. he became war master they were all about that they were kept away from him for a while until he made the call to help put down rebellions in istvan um once they were there, now in the book it mentions that you know no one knows how the madness took root um, in them, and and no one who still knows why is loyal to the emperor and all of that. Um, essentially, it seems like they were in, in, infected with some sort of techno virus, and any of the titans that were there with him on Istvan had this techno virus spread throughout them, and it drove them insane. It you know got into the princeps, and they all went crazy. When they went back to their home world the virus or however it was actually whatever it actually was spread to the rest of the titans there so it drove the entire legio crazy um and it got to the to the point where and essentially all they want to do now is do whatever the war master's bidding was um so these guys are also called the murder lords i think they are uh, to, to take a moment related to paint schemes we should have been doing this, but we didn't. Hopefully, someone sent me some pictures of these. I, If I was to do more Titans wanting it done in a different way, I would do this. Because I think the stark contrast between black panels with red edging um, looks amazing. And especially when they do the, the sort of gray like fire the, that yeah, they have say, that the kind of class. So someone did send this to you on Facebook, I want to say. Okay, so, good. I th I'm almost certain I know the person who did it because I think he won a contest on the Facebook group uh, for the best painted Titan. 
and I'm, I think he posted. I'm not sure. It's either I think he did or he commented that he was going to. Okay. I'll and he did a um, he did a, uh, a a matte black, but a gloss red lining. Ooh, that's good. First of all, all more power to you, dude. That that fucking probably took forever. <laughs> crazy that's power play. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking big dick move. First of all, but he had like a dark red, like the Tamiya red. Um, yeah. Panel lining, and it was. I don't know if it was the camera angle. I don't know if it was the fucking light box, but holy shit, was it? It. it I just. I wow. Wow. I. I will say, <laughs> I, I'm sure it took him tons of time. I have no doubt in that or his skill. I. I do think overall, though, if you depending on the flames, if you're putting like these grayish flames on it, if you're not putting the gray flames. I think it's a very neat and clean-looking paint style that actually isn't probably terrible to paint. A lot of these ones, you're going to have to do the edges in a different color. But if it's over the black, you you can easily clean that up. But in order to show sort of his prowess, he took it that extra step. He gave it that gloss coat and all. But I think these guys, you can do a very good, clean paint scheme in probably not a whole lot of time if you want to do kind of a not in this game that you should necessarily do it as a quick and dirty sort of thing but you you can get a good looking force pretty quick and if you want you could spend just as much time as you do with any other legio um but we'll, we'll go into the rules a bit here for these uh murderous boys here the legio trait is creeping madness um when a Legio Infector Titan is activating its movement phase, a player may choose to allow the madness of its princeps to take over. If it takes over, you roll on this table. So in the movement phase, you can choose essentially to let your machine spirit go crazy. It, it's sort of a table like that, but different results. All the downside, you don't get to choose which one. It's random, but the upside, it's a stronger version of a machine spirit. So Dark Embrace is the first one. You gain a charge order. You must more move towards the nearest visible enemy unit, Titan, or Night Banner by the shortest route possible, stopping before you would collide with another model, and then you get a smash attack or an attack with a melee weapon, um, or a me- weapon with a melee trait. Okay, not bad. Uh, weapon overload. The Titan gains the first fire order. When you would fire in the movement phase, so when you do that first fire, you randomly choose one of the weapon's Titans without the melee trait, and then make an attack against, uh, sorry, with that weapon against the nearest eligible enemy Titan or Night Banner, counting the strength as two higher than normal and one extra die. So your weapon is stronger and has more dice. And after it's been resolved, you disable the weapon. Third option, or the, the third on the roll, I should say, is Static Scream. All Titans and Night Banners, both friend and foe, Within 12 inches of the night that have yet to be activated this round must remove their orders unless it's emergency repairs. The Titans who lost their orders before they activated are not subject to any of the lost order restrictions. So essentially, you it's a a sort of later long Vox blackout um, slash removal for any of that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that this table is necessarily good. I don't think it's bad. Um, the problem is since it's random, you could be really wanting one of these options and then you get one of the other ones and it might do, it could, it could do something for you or do nothing. I think if you're going to use this with one of your Titans, you need to gear that Titan appropriately. 
Um, this to me feels like it works well on maybe maybe your uh, Reaver, where it's got you know you put on top what you want. Maybe ideally, you know, even a a vortex missile, something that's like kind of fire and forget, and it's gone. But something with a close combat weapon, a ranged weapon. And then, hey, if you get the charge, you're happy about that. You're going to do this in a turn where you're close enough that a charge would be great. Hey, shot? Well, I only got one one good weapon, and I get all these extra dice. That'll be fine. Disable it? Well, hey, there's still repairs coming up. I can try to repair this weapon. And I'm going to be trying to get, say, melee. Static scream you could always get, so you want to be out in front. Um, again, it's not great and wondrous in any way, but... If you're if you're playing this Legio, you're playing them because they sound fun. You're playing them because you want randomness and weird stuff to happen. And this is some potentially very good weird stuff. Or even if, it, you know, Stack Scream, you could even, if you happen to roll it, maybe you were trying to get it to remove some orders because your opponent did something that you weren't expecting. Now you got an issue. But what do you guys think of this uh, Creeping Madness table? Because it's so fun. Um, I agree I, with I, your assessment. Yeah. yeah. I, I will point out that at least two of the three of them are very close range and are pretty good. Yeah. Um that's what I will say. Like like two out of the three of them I can see you you getting. So sixty six percent because you have to be within twelve inches and you remove orders, which is okay, that's great. Or you charge something and that's gonna hurt the person. Um if you get the shooting one you still do damage, but it's more like eh. You know what I mean? So, what I'm picturing is warp missile, melt a cannon, chain fist. Yeah, right? on a reaver. I agree. Um, if you have the warp missile and you first fire a dice two warp missile, <laughs> yo, that is true. Actually, yo, yeah. Wait a minute. Or a dice two melt a cannon. Yeah. Yo, that could be intense. And then Chain Fist with, um, you know, always a nice option to have available. Mm. And what's nice about the charge order is, yes, you have to charge the closest thing in arc. Sorry, you have to charge the closest thing that's visible by the shortest route. You can still shoot it later. Yeah, It doesn't deny the ability to shoot later. The most restrictive of these is the first fire. Yeah. But, like, you can do some, some crazy stuff with that. Actually, I maybe not the melted cannon because it disables automatically, um, and melted cannons are hard to fix. Sure. This could be fun with uh, what's easy to fix for shooting on a reaver. That's why I was, I was going to go to reaver weapons. The Gatling. Gatling's kind of easy. The, the Gatling's um, like a th- like a three up problem. Yeah, Gatling. Gatling is a three up, and that's not bad because it's six dice. You're looking yeah, at eight that... dice. Oh, sorry, up seven dice. Seven you're dice. Looking strength. At, uh, strength seven, seven. then. That's it's not basically bad. the Warlord version. It's not yeah. bad. Uh, Melted Cannon's not bad. It's a 4-up. That's 50-50. You're rolling okay, your dice. Okay. That, that's not that's bad. You wouldn't doable. want it. Like, Volcano Cannon would be bad. That's a 5-up. Yeah. Definitely not a Volcano Cannon. Laser Blaster uh, on a 4-up oh, isn't bad. Yo. Quake Cannon. It repairs on a 2. Ooh, a double-shooting Quake Cannon? <laughs> right? Higher strength. Yeah, whatever. Strength 11... Two large blasts, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, repairs correct. on a three up, but still, it's on a three. Yeah, yeah. that 
that capitalizes like against the a ton of mileage on the dice bonus. It's happy about the strength bonus. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. The only thing is that it's a 50-50 if so we take, you know, a melee arm, the 50-50 between that and the carapace. So let's give it carapace. But then you're talking about Laser a warlord. Blasters. Warlords have good carapace options. Yeah. You Laser wouldn't mind actually shooting one of those. Don't don't take an APOC missile, but you have Not some you like, got some heavier weapons that would be okay. Either turbo lasers or laser blasters, I think would be nice because they get decent mileage out of the dice bonus. And yeah. the strength bonus was about strength ten. Yeah. Which is also nice. Yeah, you don't care about either of those weapons firing you're happy with, and then you have your repair phase later. You're on a warlord, you have the most dice, you're looking for a four up. You know, you should get it. I, I, again, it, it could screw you. You could be like, oh man, if I just get the shoot, he's totally dead. And then you get Static Scream and you remove the orders from all your other Titans or something terrible happens. But if you're playing this, you're you're playing it for the randomness. You know, yep. you have to be willing for it to fail miserably. Yep. Embrace the madness. Yeah. <laughs> um, Embrace the now, madness. I will know that this did change from the previous version in Titan mm -hmm. Death. Um, and you see that Static Scream also removed emergency repair orders, which would yes. have been a huge incentive to do this. That is true. Um, well, actually, actually, you could use Creeping Madness when you have emergency repairs. The emergency yes. repair, activate the movement phase, Creeping Madness, and either first fire, and also shoot again later, or charge, and also shoot again later, or... Um, Static scream is gonna hurt you. That's the only one that sucks. Yeah, two and three chance to get extra activations. I'm down with that. Yeah, uh, I, I I like that. Um, so we'll go we'll go to their stratagem. Uh, it's portents of dooms two points. Um, it can be purchased by any Legio Infector player. Um, reveal the stratagem during the strategy phase. All enemy titans or night banners within eight of one of your titans, one of your infector titans, may not be issued order this round. Um, we've mentioned it before when you're related to orders. It's a little bit of, of, of a hit and miss. Um, the fact that your creeping madness has a chance to remove orders, to me, that makes this a lot less interesting, especially at two points. However, um, I don't want to necessarily sit here and talk about, well, hey, here's all these cases where it could work. Because if I have to come up with special cases where it's going to work, it tells you that it's a problem. If it won't work in a, a nice, somewhat general way. Um, if you are really wanting, say, more of melee-style titans, I could see this being a stratagem that you may want because you want to make sure that no one gets a charge order off near you to be able to come at you first and cripple or take you down, especially if they're, say, running knights or something like that. Well, hey, I can make sure you don't get to charge me. I get to come at you, and you'll have to worry about doing your attacks later or something like that. I understand why they probably didn't make it one, because at one, um, at one, it's almost an auto-take just for the simple fact that you're playing a Legio full of craziness, so like I'm going to mess with you more, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not great. If you have a plan for it, cool. But otherwise, it's probably a little bit expensive. It's good if you're fighting knights, I feel. 
Anywhere else, yes. it's situational. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If it's a knight army, I, th I think you take this because you're going to have the spot where you really want to make sure that they can't do what they need to do. Um, okay, I agree. Uh, they have another stratagem, Tormented Machine Spirit, another two-pointer. So this stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Infector player. Reveal the stratagem when a Legio, Legio Infector Titan would roll on the Awakened Machine Spirit table or the Awakened Entity table. So even if you've corrupted them. Instead of rolling on the table, make an attack with each of the Titan's weapons. The attacks must be against the closest model, whether it's friend or foe. Um, I assume that's closest model within arc. Yeah, I I would assume so too. Um, because otherwise you, they don't say an arc, but you wouldn't be able to shoot something if you can't see it. I yeah. would think. Again, they haven't FAQ'd this. I would always assume you have to actually be able to validly target the model. Not necessarily all your weapons. Uh. Let's say it's a warlord. You you know you have something that's you know your your guns along the top are only the width of your base. If someone's off to the side, they might be closest. Some of my guns can see him and target him, but not all of them. That person is a valid target then. So I guess the question becomes: What makes you valid? Are you valid just yeah, by being yeah. the closest? So maybe I need to try and shoot you. Oh, I can't shoot you because nothing that I have sees you. Because think about it this way. If you were a Reaver with, um, say, your APOC missile launchers on top, those are 360. So everyone is technically valid. Now I would pick the closest no matter what. So Unless they're smaller and under 8 inches from you. True. So that would make it invalid. But if someone was yeah, 9 that... inches from me and that was the only weapon that's all, yeah, I'd have yeah. to pick them. So I, now I would say it is. it might literally be the closest Titan. Because it doesn't say the closest Titan that you can That's that you that's can fair. shoot. I, what I would say, if you want to take this one for two points, um, assuming they have an FAQ, I haven't seen an FAQ, assuming like on Warhammer Community they never talked about it or some spot that I'm not part of. Um, if you really want to do this, I think that you talk to your opponent first and you come up with a level of understanding of what this means. And to me, if you're paying two points... You know, I'm, I'm, you're, you're paying two out of like your probably six command points you get, uh, or stratagem points, I should say. My apologies. I, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you pick a target that you can see. It's the closest that you can see. I mean, you're spending one third of 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 your stratagem for it. But by the word, by the rules, uh, I I could see you making a an argument either way. I think that's actually a little tough. Um, war gear. They have one bit of war gear, static rounds. So any Reaver or Warhound who has a Vul uh, Vulcan Mega Bolter can take the static rounds, 15 points. If you have multiple weapons, you got to take it for each one. Uh, or, sorry, you pay for them separately. Um, a Titan equipped with static rounds uses a modified version of the rapid fire trait um, for its Vulcan Mega Bolters. Against a target with active void shields, each to hit roll of five or six causes two hits rather than one. On a roll of six to hit, sorry, if a roll of six was to hit was required, then you have no effect. Static rounds have no additional effects against targets without active void shields. All the weapons will retain their normal effects 
of the rapid trait. So if they have void shields, you explode on fives and sixes. So, um, I mean, 15 points, that's not bad. If, if you, if you want to put that on, I don't know if I put it on both weapons, because now you're talking about like, say 30 points, if you have a double Vulcan Mega Bolter Warhound, but even at least on one or you run one with something else, I, I, I think that well, gets, uh, gets fun. Still cheaper than double Plasma Hounds. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're getting um, potentially a lot of dice. This is so, so good in um, the Free Shots Manifold. I can't remember any of the names today. Oh, oh now it, and that, I, you know, I'm never you know good the with one. the names of these. Generator? Generator. Yeah. Editor. Editor. Nice. The Venator Manifold, yeah. Said it wrong, yes. but I'll take it. Uh, you, were, you were close. This you said so... a name that reminded us of the right name. That kind of counts. Nice. Because you will be proccing so many free shots. You will. With that kind of shield stripping power. And it's an attack with one of its weapons in Venator and Manipul. So if, say, your guy uh, Dark Embraced on the Creeping Madness and now you're in close combat range, oh, he still had shields up. I dropped a shield so this guy can take another swing. Yep. You know, that that that's fun. Man, these guys do seem fun. The last thing I need is even more Titans, though. Well, it, but here's the thing. I mean, yeah, if you're playing like a tournament or someone who is super gun ho cares about it, then oh, my Titans are painted this way. You do that. If you just want to try a different Legion, just play your Titans as something else. Give them a shot. Try it out. Um, that's honestly when we when we start taping some stuff. That's what I'd like to do to just try out different ones and to get a feel for them and to be able to come back and say, hey, we thought all these things. Was any of our thoughts the same? Do we still feel the same now that we've tried it, or have we changed our minds? You know. Like these guys just look fun. Um, Spoiler alert: nothing ever works. <laughs> if you do it enough, it will work. Sometimes the best laid plans, Dave. The best laid plans. Well, yeah, but if I don't even, so it's the uh, there's an old adage that, um, you know, when you talk related to military things, they say you know Americans are you know so tough to predict because we don't even know what we're going to do. Yeah, um, I know, I know. If it's that, how are you going to plan for my army when I'm going to randomly roll and decide what's about to happen to me? Like, th th there's something to be said when you know there there is no true plan. What are you going to do? Um, uh, personal traits. So they have three the same way as all the others. Uh, Dark fanatic. The first time the princeps titan suffers catastrophic damage, roll d10. On a 6, 7, 8, or 9, it is ignored and has no effect. On any other result, it's a catastrophic meltdown. I find it funny, and I'm I'm going to assume this was intentional. Although, yeah, the way they put it looks about right. Their commas are a little bit off. They're not using ox for commas, but so be it. Um, so if you do this on a roll of 1 to 5 or a 10, it's a catastrophic meltdown. Otherwise, you're ignored. It's fine. Um, I see why the 10 is missing, because that's obviously the catastrophic meltdown. But there's a chance that your Titan just keeps going. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 
So, if I remember correctly, this is the wildfire and magazine detonation stretch of results, right? Um, I believe is, so. I, I don't have the chart in front of me, five, but I believe that's correct. Five might also be wildfire. Uh, yeah, without the chart in front of me, the book's over on the side. I'd have to open it to be sure. But yeah. um, the, the, the essentially the strong results other than meltdown. But if you want to, if you want to guarantee you live or you melt down and hopefully take some some other enemy titans with you, or hilariously maybe even your own, this is actually a good personal trait. If I'm doing this, Legio, honestly, I like that personal trait. I think that one's just a lot of fun. Um, raving madman. Um, <laughs> the princeps is completely insane. The perception <laughs> perceptions bearing little relation to reality. Uh, once per round, when rolling to determine the first player or making command check, um, the princeps can change the result of the roll to a 10. If you used to determine who has first player, the next time the battle group rolls to determine who has first player, the results of the D10 must be changed to a 1. So I can guarantee that I get a 10 this round as long as I'm willing to guarantee I get a 1 the next round. Likewise, if the trait was used to change the result of a command check to a 10, the next command check becomes a 1. None of these results can be modified or re-rolled for any reason. But it is once per round. So, um, as we said before, there's the one stratagem. I don't remember their names. But the one where, hey, in this phase, I just said, I'm first player now. Give me that little give me that little token. Well, this one you could technically use more than once. You you don't use it, use it in, you know, you know, in the beginning. You're not gonna choose in the middle, and you know the next round you are not going to be first player unless they happen to roll a one as well. But not actually so bad. Kind of funny. If you only need one order to go off, use it, guarantee your order. They're out of the parts yeah. fail. You're done with orders. Or you are in one of the manipoles where you share orders. Mm. And you could guarantee that everyone gets it except that one guy you don't want to get an order anyway. Yeah. Or something like Axiom where you can just keep it or I think that's the one where you just or, or issue anyway after a failure. Alright, he failed. Yeah. This guy got yeah, it. I'll put it on my who Warhound who needs it, who <laughs> might fail anyway. I'll give it this guy who's not going to get an order, and now my Princeps will take his command check on a two-up. Yep. Uh, hollowed out. The Princeps is little more than a shell propped up with the com on, the, on their command throne. A puppet to the demonic wills of the Titan's machine spirit. A Princeps Titan ignores all damage results from the critical damage to the Titan's head. If it's a corrupted Titan, it instead ignores all damage effects resulting from the critical damage on any location. However, a corrupted Titan with its personal traits subtracts one from the results of all command checks it makes and does not add two for the Princeps Senioris to further its command checks. Um, oh, if, so shit. if you're corrupted, no critical damage results matter in terms of their effects obviously it will work its way to kill you um your command checks are worse just across the board that that might be okay again you're 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 choosing this legio i think not to not that you're not choosing them to win but you're choosing them because it seems fun so I think you're taking fun options. This is honestly, I think, the first Legio that I've read. Because I've read the other ones. I don't remember all their, their um 
personal traits, of course. But this is one of the first ones where I think you take from theirs. You don't take from the book. I think you choose one of these that kind of fits what you want to do because they're actually not bad, especially for what you're doing and, and game-wise overall. And you should just be doing something crazy anyway. I don't know. Do you guys feel any different related to these? No, I actually, yeah, I was going to say, I actually enjoy these Legios. I'm also thinking of some, doing something stupid with a Moor Master and giving him static rounds. Um, you can't. <laughs> Is Wait, that Reaver or yeah? It's, it's Reaver or, or Warhound because oh, it's, it's a Warhound. Vo- yeah. Oh, okay. it, it mentions yeah. those Titans oh. specifically. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ah, there goes my no, but I still like it. It's a cool Legion. Um, just the, the, again, the static rounds uh, hitting the shield a lot harder. The randomness of a prince that that you make a really good point about the randomness. I, I kind of was thinking about it. I had to like mute myself because I was kind of like mumbling to myself after a while. Hopefully, it didn't get. Thank you up. for no, you muted. Thank you for doing so oh, while you. No, I did have to because I was thinking to myself like, like I a madman, like yeah, like a madman. No, because like it is serious. How the fuck do you plan against a random goddamn roll? Yep. Like all right, he's moving his titans here. He's moving his titans here. He cannot do anything. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna ch- I'm, I'm gonna roll the dice and then you charge me and I'm like, uh <laughs> what? <laughs> it, 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 this HO emergency repairs don't hamper you as much as in any no. of the others. So what what's that manifold that gives the bonus to emergency repairs? The perpetua? I wanna oh, say that could making be me fun. flip to the front of the book. I I, I'll, too I many. got this. There's so many and we went through these. There There's so many to remember what's what. Yeah, Perpetua. Two up yeah. for Mercy Repairs. So you can do Perpetua, which okay. is Warlords and Reavers, and just have fun with the madness because, you know, they both have melee weapon options, which is nice. Hmm. And just, oh, I fixed myself, and then I charge you because I went crazy. Or I'm going to shoot you a lot because I went crazy. As long as you're facing the right direction to, direction to start, it's pretty good. Or if you have that uh, Princeps trait to make that one free pivot. Yeah. Um, or you take this an Aventador manifold and load up on static rounds and laugh as you just get constant free shots off of the reader. Your opponents will just stop raising their shields. They're like, you know what? It's not worth it. No, because it's not. No, because I'm I'm getting free. I'm getting free extra shots on you with the weapons that matter. Because uh, the Warhound's weapon, because I needed a shield stripper anyway. The Vulcan Mega Bolter, I wasn't really caring about what it did to you. But I'm getting extra shots with this other one, and I'm going to roll mm-hmm. on the table, and maybe I shoot you again. I would consider maybe going Bolter Plasma, because the one Bolter yeah. could be enough to strip shields. And then the Plasma makes them think, ah, maybe I do want my shields again. So they think, okay, I'll raise just this one, and then they get smacked right down again. Yeah. I think the other reason you wouldn't take the, say, double Vulcan is just because then if you want to put this on both weapons, now you're looking at extra 30 points that that might be getting a little bit high um especially if you're looking at like on a warhound now you know now i'm getting two in plasma costs and i think then i might want a plasma instead of an extra one of these now i should point out that you can actually okay i've never seen someone do this this is the funny part but this makes it viable now you could split fire a warhound good get it into a really good position right split fire the two Vulcan Mega Bolters at something that already has lower shields and you just strip both shields with the Warhound on one activation. 
Yeah, I could see it working with like a dedicated shield stripper warhound and like a plasma warhound in a squadron potentially. Yeah, I I think you'd yeah, have to have a squadron to get better point. chances of getting yeah. it, unless yeah. you take the mana pool, whichever one it is that helps with swift fire. I know one of these does. I don't remember which one. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> so many mana There's pools. So many. But that makes it cool. It makes it. It gives it. People are like, oh, it's just heresy versus heresy, or it's 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 just the same Titans versus the same Titans. But it's really not. We talk about this in the in, the, in get started Titanicus and the podcast for get started. It's like, yeah, it is Titans versus Titans at the end of the day. Just like horse heresy is Marines versus Marines. All miniatures some, games like, are the same thing, fighting so... the same thing. If you look at high enough level. Yeah. Yeah. It there doesn't matter so what they look like, any of that. Yeah. Approaches you could take to this game is great. Uh, Myrmidon is the split fire one. Myrmidon? Okay, oh. I was looking as well. I might have missed it. I thought I looked past Myrmidon. That's Warlords and Reavers. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's because it's the, like, the first page, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not... Oh, so yeah, so it doesn't actually help with uh, Warhounds. Uh, there's other ones that I think give you just like a flat bonus if you're all taking the same order there's options even if not i mean you could try it and if it fails it fails but this could also work in a ferox manipole because it gives you the bonus to melee so if you happen to charge you get that plus one strength yeah yeah you can use your better trait so the warhounds if they end up charging is like okay i don't love it but i accept it because you're then your strength eight with your sash attacks God, that's not, again, is it, it's this is one of the few so like you know we were talking about this with furion how furion has like everything good and there's really no bad choice and you got to volpa and we were like it kind of sucks this is one of those legios where it's like you would take it and still have fun it's it's it's, it's weirdly competitive if you ever wanted to play competitive but it's weirdly competitive because it is so random i don't know if that makes any sense it it Yes and no. Like it is work, hard to predict because of the randomness, but that works. That's a double-edged sword for both sides. Yeah. Um, I would say you will have a fun. You have to be the type of person who's willing to have fun with it. But any of this stuff, if you play well and you make good tactics and you set up that yes, this is random, but I'm not using on the Titan who's in an awful position to hurt me. You know, I think you can make it work, and I think you can make it work well. You, okay. You know what this reminds me of? Back when the orcs got new models, right? One yeah. of the new models was the shock attack gun. And I think that's what it's called. It's the one where it's like he's dragging a snotling into the gun. Yes. It uh, fires snotlings war. into You're you. You're talking about the fourth war. edition, Dan? I can't remember what it was. But I remember when the gun came out. A lot, a, while. Yeah. Were, a lot of people were not angry, but very frustrated with how it played. Yes. Because it could literally do absolutely nothing. It or could yeah. It could fling your dude across the battlefield into close combat. Yes, it can. Or it could just wipe out a land raider in one shot. It just it's just gone. Yeah. And not now. It, it doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. People took it because it was like, sure, it could do nothing and shoot a snotling at someone. Or I could wipe one of the more and land raiders back in the day were very, you know, very powerful. Or I could just wipe out a fucking land raider. Like it, it, to, that's what makes it so powerful. It's 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 competitive, or it's it's powerful in a way where it's unpredictable. Also, I, false. I, I don't know. Um, or players oh. took it because it is random. It 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 could do garbage, and they will take it because it is weird and random, and it fires living beings inside of people. That's all you have to tell them, and they'll do that. 
And this is yeah, someone who has played orcs. I had a, I had a sizable orc army at one point. I had a shock attack gun. One of the met, one of the old plastic metal hybrids. It was terrible in every way you could imagine. I don't I honestly don't know what it does rules wise now, but I know at one point it was like a roll for strength and a roll for AP. So like you could get great strength and terrible AP, or they could both be amazing. And there was a chance you got teleported into close combat. Because it does tear like a hole in the warp and sends them through it. And then how does it work? Who the fuck knows? Uh, it just does. Well, that's what happens when uh, some old boys put your brain together. All right. Um, I think that uh, that gives us all we have to say about the murder lords. So we have one more legio left um, that we were going to do today, which was in, in Furnace. Um, does anyone in particular wish to take that one? I don't think we actually discussed who would uh, lead this one. Mostly because I don't really know that. I've never met an Infernus player. I, I mean, I can I, go I through it. That's fine. I read through it uh, ahead of time, but I wasn't sure if anyone had strong feelings. No, no, no. All right. Um, so, lore-wise, um, th- th- in this particular Legio, they um, essentially are very devoted to Mars, is what it was. Um, so... Um, this is Legio. I'm pretty sure it came off of Mars and all. Um, they were known for quite a while for all the the great and wondrous things that they did. They earned themselves a lot of accolades through different fights and battles and campaigns and all. Um, where's it? Uh, where's the ones? They um, yeah they they were called the Masters of Fire. For their scorcher tactics and their icon the internal flame, um, they were um, they became a bad uh, badge of iron, morphing into new commonly used peel the fire uh, as appellation of the fire masters. So they were known for essentially fire, plasma, all those sort of weapons. Like I said, they were devoted to Mars. So when the heresy happened and the fabricator general chose Horus they immediately went with what Fabricator General wanted. Um, the way they talk about it in here, it, it feels to me that it was um, much like when you um, when you read um, like the, the, the stories related to Istvan the first time where, because I, I, at that point, hadn't known anything about the heresy, so I'm just reading the books. I know Horace went traitor and a bunch of guys went traitor and so on. I didn't know which legions went with which. So the first time I remember reading those books and you get to the point where essentially, you know, you have the the sides, they're down there and they're about to potentially fight one another and you have traitor legions suddenly turn on the other ones and start firing on them and how sort of surprising that was at the moment. It's the same sort of thing here. Um, With the legacy they had through all these decades when they landed um, for one of the battles and then suddenly turned traitor and fired upon the other legios um this caught everyone entirely off guard um it mentions how um essentially they succumbed to mindless uh barbarianism um living lives of excess and so on so they had a very large fall from grace um so their legio trait masters of the flame when making an attack with a Firestorm weapon, a Legio Infernus's Titan may replace the narrow end of the flame template within two inches of the firing weapon instead of just touching it. 
Both the narrow end and the center of the wide end must be within the weapon's firing arc. So you essentially get two extra inches on your template weapons. How long is the Firestorm template? Is, is it what? Eight seven? and a quarter inches. Eight and a quarter? All right, so you're getting a little bit over 10 or inches. So eight and an eighth? Something like that. It's like eight and like a little bit extra. All right. So you're getting out to essentially ten inch, which not bad. Uh, not not a great trait, but not bad. Um, part of that trait, and we'll see. They have another Legio trait. Um, and actually, to talk about one, I think it's it's worthwhile to mention the other one. Um, the maximum number of additional mutation. Uh, oh, sorry, they can take one more mutation. It was something different. I thought. Um, it depends on how much you like your Firestorm weapons. And I think the main problem with Firestorm weapons is you can't choose where they hit. I mean, they do a nice number of auto hits, but you can't choose. So it's not a good weapon to finish someone off with. Maybe I get some beginning damage, but I'm not going to actually kill you off because there's a chance I roll some other random location. Um, I don't know. Do, do, you, do either of you guys like running... Template weapons like Firestorm templates. I, I, I used okay. to. Um, I didn't like the fact that I couldn't choose where it goes, so I stopped. I, do I like love, I love my Inferno because I run it in a Ferox, right? So it runs up the board, and I'm usually getting plus one strength, oh, and sorry. I'm just saturation pushing damage through or stripping shields rather than trying to finish something off. And, you know, if I need to finish off, I'll just do a smash attack. Now, I know that this, you know, the two-inch range means that you might not be in the smash attacks in, because they're one-inch range, but, mm. you know, it, it opens things up. It softens up targets for something else to then go finish. Oddly enough, th this particular Legio trait is probably not helped much by Ferox, because Ferox wants you inside of, um, essentially, scale. This weapon actually lets you shoot further, more of a chance you're outside of scale. Although... Might let you hit someone further back, um, like a different Titan further away. But I'm not I'm not big on Firestorm templates. They're not bad. Yeah, I is... enjoy them. Putting them on a Warhound's fun, but there is the mutation. Yeah, and these guys um, do get an extra mutation. That was the other Legion of Dark Blessing. Yeah. The maximum there number of additional the... mutations is increased by one. Is there a yeah, good mutation? So... I haven't looked through these. There is a mutation that does use a um, flamestorm attack. It is a demonic bile. It's a only fifteen point upgrade. Okay. It essentially attaches an a uh, firestorm weapon to the head of the titan. Oh. Range template, um, dice value D three, and strength five. It's not high strength, but it's got the fusion trait. So rolling a D ten to do damage. It's a random number of dice. Decent strength, but fusion um both that and the um, inferno gun do benefit from the ignis light maniple yeah. so you could push that up to a strength six attack and a strength eight on the flavor no um, okay um so i went to demonic bile and i'm reading it and uh get ready to put your sad pants on this mutation um cannot be used if the titan has critical damage that makes sense demonic bile is unaffected by Titan Legion rules, oh. such as Infernus Masters of Flame trait, Maniple rules, such as Ignis Light Maniple, and cannot be upgraded with other war gear. So all those cool things oh. you just said, they're like, no, nah, you don't get that. That's what I get for working from memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Damn. It was a good plan. It was a good plan. There's like no literally reason. step by step, it's like you can't do this. There's you can't do that because I'm reading through it and <laughs> you're mentioning those things. I'm like, literally no. shit on your dreams. Holy crap! Oh man, there's no reason Damn. to disallow it. In my mind, it it's not that crazy of a thing. I mean, it, it's nice. It, it's reasonably strong, but like, let them ha- let them have that little extra. I don't know why they stopped it. Give cost it five more points, make it twenty points, and let me get some bonuses. It might still work in Ferox. Can I keep that dream alive? Um, they, um, they... Because the weapon's not what's being affected. It's, no, um, it says, it's the, the armor it says, roll. It, no, you literally cannot it's get benefit un- from any It's unaffected rule. by mana pool rules. Yeah, so no, you wouldn't Let get the plus dream. one because that's the mana pool rule. Legio that's rules and mana pool rules don't count for it. Uh, Demonic Bile's trash. Uh, no, it's, it's actually it's it's a fun thing to have. Yeah, It's not good, but it's fun. It's but not bad. Anyway, I mean, Fifteen points, insurance. you might be able to get a, a nice strong attack on someone. It's not bad. Exactly. But it's at yeah, least I a twenty-five point investment. But yeah, shame it doesn't stack. Real shame. Infernus should. I, I haven't read through all their stuff, so let's go through their stuff because maybe, maybe there's there's one thing I'm hoping to see, and maybe they have this, and maybe I just haven't noticed it yet. Um, stratagem. They have one stratagem, burned ones. The stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Infernus player. Reveal the stratagem in any combat phase. Choose any piece of blocking terrain within 12 inches of friendly Legio Infernus Titan and remove it, replacing the area with difficult terrain of the same approximate size. You can purchase it multiple times. So you can just remove blocking terrain for one stratagem point because you can buy it multiple okay. times. I actually like that. It lets Let you me... get your flame templates Go. down. That's what it's for. I... If you're taking Infernus... If that's like your thing, then you probably do want this, so that well, no. way you can get your your you weapons out. Open up. Wait, hold on. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's just you don't need a flame template for this. It's no, just literally remove. So yeah, okay, you could take this and literally be like, oh, you're hiding this, this, and this. I'm gonna remove this building. Enjoy my now because you were like, oh, I'm hidden, right, or something. Because usually, what hide turn one, maybe turn two, you hide. If you're within 12 inches of that building, you could just surprise someone. Now, obviously, if you're playing this, they're obviously going to take the stratagem. But you can't hide from them. So that that whole stratagem of like hiding mm-hmm. behind a building or hiding behind a mountain, hiding behind anything, doesn't work at all because at any point, they could just remove it. There's literally no safe space to be. As Well, you have to be within 12 inches of one of their titans. Yeah. So you have to get close I, enough. Yeah, I mean... But, but that does that's not the Titan that's firing. Um, doesn't have to be. Choose any but within twelve inches of a friendly. So it doesn't have to be because it's in a combat phase. It doesn't have to be the one who's gonna fire. So my Warhound can remove it so that may my warlord can hit you with his plasma weapons and all his sunfires. Um I think if you want it, I think it's better related probably not to the Firestorm weapons then. Like you said, for revealing it for this big bruiser to hit you it's not bad yeah it, it, that's a very powerful because the okay so let me explain why back when kratos was kratos the kratos was a kratos. very powerful legio but no one played with destructible terrain and that was its big shtick which kind of stuck because removing terrain from the board is super, super powerful because the the game is dictated by line of sight, by this it and that. It totally changed the dynamics. 
Yeah, it does. You can yeah, you can completely change the battlefield based on like um okay, I'll give you an example. One piece of terrain that I usually bring to Steve's events is the huge you've seen it, Dave, the huge like generator, the huge Mars generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is about eight inches across by four inches wide. It is a big line of sight blocking piece of terrain right in the middle of the board so you could kind of move around it and plan. I could literally just pick that fucking thing up and say, okay. Like who's the, uh, the, the night the night player, right? The night player who likes to hide behind buildings, right, Steve? Mm-hmm. The, just move move a sacrificial warhound up there, remove that building and quake because he, he has to keep them together because they're a banner. Yeah. So he he has he runs like I think twelve lancers or sixteen lancers or some some ridiculous number, right? With Fuck a blood up, banner, with a blood banner, with all these all these really insane banners, right? But he has to hide them behind buildings for at least two turns. Right to get the nice charge that he wants, you just go up to that building, remove it, and say, "Well, hello to my quake cannon." Like, <laughs> that's gonna suck. Yeah, no, it, it it's pretty good. I I do like it. I understand why they put it with this legio because it's you know burn it all to the ground tactics. Although I think you know it would be more useful in other legios, but it's not bad. It's not bad. They have, they have a war gear, clinging phosphorus, or sorry, phosphex, my apologies. Any Legio Infernus Titan that is equipped with an Inferno gun can take the clinging phosphex for 15 points. Each weapon a Titan is armed with has to be upgraded separately. When you fire an Inferno gun, targets that are other than the closest one take two hits instead of one. I think this probably should have been the Legio trait instead. I agree. I think swap the Legio trait with this, the war gear, and I like the Legio better. Mm-hmm. I, I I will agree with you. Yeah. Two extra inches on the fire is not bad. Being able to get extra shots so, oh, I lined up good shots, I'm getting more. To me, that's, that's the more powerful thing. But I'm having to spend 15 points for every single gun I wow. want to do that on. It um. is a big difference it's not a big difference in facing type but yeah. it is big hitting knights because the first individual knight model normally gets hit three times and then the next knight model hit gets hit once normally. oh true yeah but now it's getting hit twice true but so with... if you so if you catch three knights under the template it's seven hits instead of five hits yeah though with strength seven but it's still so it's not, yeah not not crushing knights but it's helping against them absolutely yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I want the I want those two things switched. And what sucks is I think that if you take it, you have to take it on both of your Inferno guns. I'm not sure though. Each um, Titan must be upgraded separately instead of maybe upgraded separately. Um or Well th- that's very similar sure. to all of them. Com- it just means the fifteen points doesn't um to me I read that. Yeah, that, and say, that makes it a pricey Titan. Yeah. Now it's two fifty. Each weapon a Titan is armed with must be upgraded separately. To me, that just means it's not 15 points for the Titan. It's 15 points for each weapon. I don't read that as meaning you have to upgrade both of them. If that's the actual interpretation, if that's what they mean, then it's even worse. Yeah. Like, like it's not bad. But if I got to add 30 points to my Warhound, I'm unhappy. To be fair, I don't think it reads that way. I think it literally reads... I, th- um, I think it's a per, but you are still paying per if you want to. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. I just yeah. created it to uh, the Murder Lords. Same phrasing. 
Yeah. Okay. It, it's yeah. It's like the phrasing that, that they use that phrasing everywhere. Yeah. Um. GW using, just... uh, GW using weird ass phrase. What? I don't know. For a reason, when I read it there, it just hit me different. Yeah. And I got concerned. No, I, no, I agree. It's GW, GW writing complicated rules. What is that? What? No. What? All right. Um, personal traits. Let's see yeah. if they have any good ones. We've only found like three personal traits that I like in the book so far, and all of them are for murder lords. Um, butcher said the when this princeps titan is activated during strategy phase, they can work themselves into a frenzy. This counts as our activation for the phase. If they do so, they can reroll all hit rolls of one until the end of the round. So instead of taking an order, you reroll all hit rolls of one. That's amazing. That's that's actually good. That's actually very good. Yeah, me and Steve were just you were, Steve was just talking about it. You don't always want to take orders. In fact, I almost all like I'll take orders very rarely, and I usually have my Titans freed up, so I get to reroll ones for free. Yeah, I'll hit rolls it. of one, hit rolls of one, hit rolls. Yes, hit rolls of one. Yeah, but the, the, I will absolutely take that. One thousand percent. And is that ever, is that the whole yeah, princeps? Princeps. Oh, it's, it's a personal trait. Yeah, yeah. But oh, your princeps okay. is the okay. one probably with the best weapons anyway, or the most yeah. weapons. He he he's the heavy hitter. So now this and, is useless on flamers. Oh, absolutely. Yes. but that's okay. But take a warlord. Take a warlord with double exactly. plasma and yep. a gatling top. Ooh. Like, Ooh. strip the shield of gatling, or fuck it, strip the shield of the warlords. Double plasma with overburn, right? Or uh, over, uh, not overburn, overburn. Sure. maximal fire plasma, maximal fire, yeah. and then and then target the Gatling somewhere, and you get and to re-roll the one, so you on should be eaten up. Oh yeah, look at oh I forgot about yeah you're not even yeah but still yeah, it, yeah no I like that a lot. Um, plasma like you lot. do if you roll a one on the initial roll you gain the heat. Re-rolls, oh okay, that's the way it's worded. Okay, got it. Yeah, Couldn't but remember. still. Okay, still four. It's eight plasmas, re-rolling ones, hitting on threes, which is on Dave can do the math on that. And then Gatlings hitting on threes, re-rolling ones. Or actually, you know, fuck it, hitting on fives. Because let's say I'm targeting something now, hitting on fives, still re-rolling ones. And Gatlings get to re-roll ones on the armor pen because they're ordnance. No, that, that that's an actual. That's a good personal trait. Well, I like that. I like that six. trait a lot. Okay. Uh, World burners. Once per round during the combat phase, the Prince of Titan may fire one of their Inferno guns or melt a cannons twice during its activation. If they do so, the weapon gains the draining trait for the second attack. I mean, for the Inferno gun, not so great, but for the melt a cannon, twice in an activation, it, once per round, so you can do that each and every round. If you do have a first fire, that means you could fire a melt a cannon three times. Yeah, actually, I was going to say. Because Steve keeps mentioning the goddamn maniple. You take Ven- Venator, right? Pop shields, get a free melt cannon hit. Then when the when the princeps activates, get another two melt cannon hits. I like do, that. Do two hits on the initial and then another one on your normal activation, because it doesn't have to be when you activate. It's no. just during the combat phase. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, during, during the combat phase. During yeah. its activation. Oh, during the activation. Okay. During right. its activation. Never mind. You're right. You were right, Dan. I'm yeah. wrong. I, but still, that, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty sexy. It's a good way I'll to get even more. Firing. I'll take a triple firing yeah. melt cannon, please. Thank you. Well, and if, if draining, you're taking that you, manacle you and stripping shields, you're you could be firing more than three. 
You strip the shields, I shoot hey, you. you. I first fire. You know, it's good to shield. Infernal guns are good to stripping shields because they automatically hit. Just That's very saying. true. I like it. I, I do like it. Up, which is nice. All right. Yeah, uh, I definitely like this man. This one you have to build more of a maniple for, or build more towards, I should say. Yes. But I don't know. Like it's still good. It's that's still a pretty good one. All right. And uh, their their last personal trait. Let's see if this one's as good as well because they've they've had two good ones so far. A methodical. Once per game during strategy phase, when the princeps titan is successfully issued a first fire order, any other titan in the maniple can be issued the same order without needing a command check. Uh, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I, after I, the first two, I'm like, <laughs> I like the other ones more. Yeah. I like their other two mm-hmm. options more, but it's nice. You know, it's not bad like some of the other men. Like, here's one where if you were doing something where, like, oh, you've got to take the ones from your Legio, you're not upset with your personal traits from this Legio. I think you're upset with. And I don't think you're upset with their stratagem. I think you're upset with their Legio trait and their war gear being what they are and not being swapped. Their scheme's kind of nice, though. Essentially black with a fire all over them. Mostly they did it in like an orange style fire. But... Good question. This is. It almost reminds me of. Yeah, because. Okay, I just wanted to check if that wasn't their war. Um, what's the other Legio? Steve might. Sutavera? It is the same Legio. That is the same Legio? Sergervora is the same Legio. They changed it during the Crusade, I believe. Yes. Got it. Okay. That's what I was saying. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going crazy because I'm like, this looks like Sudivera. That's so weird. Yeah. That's what they were called originally. And then they named them this for essentially their slash and burn tactics. Got it. Okay. Just wanted to make 100% certain that I wasn't going absolutely insane. Not yet, you aren't. Not yet. <laughs> Not today, insanity. Um, all right, so that, that gives us the four. Um, we didn't do this last time, but favorite. Of the ones we went through, so we had four of them. Favorite. Fuck. I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. It's, it's between the guy... It's between the crazy dudes... And uh, it's between Murder Lords and um, Intervector and um, as I scroll back real quick, Volcanum. Volcanum. The one you talked about. It, you couldn't even remember the one you talked about. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's a hard choice between the two. I like the idea of a dual princeps. I like the idea of taking – because princept traits are really powerful. They, they, they're, they're the HQ traits, you know? They're yeah. the ones that kind of dictate how you're going to play. Um, and to be able to take two of them really open up some really good combos. And hell, if you want to take four of them, um, that opens up even... You are now, like, going insane in terms of just utility for your princeps. Um, so it's just really cool how much utility you can get out of that. But I just love the Murder Lords because their randomness is just so damn cool. Yeah. How, how about you, Steve? Of the, of the, I of think the that... Yeah, I like Vulcanum because it just opens up so many new ways to play the game between the missiles and the twin machine spirits. It lets you do things that, that they're weird. They're just weird things, and it opens up, like I said, new it, ways to play the game. It breaks a new lot of combinations, the rules, which is like, fun. Yep, yep, exactly. It does things that no one else does, 
So they have a very, very clear, like, identity in the rules. Yeah. Um, to me, I think the decision is a very simple, are you, are you playing to do well? Or are you playing because you, and I'm not saying doing well and enjoying the game are two separate things, but are you playing to do well or are you playing to enjoy yourself? Volcanum, I think, is of, of the ones we've talked about today, is definitely a stronger one for those reasons. You get to do a lot of very interesting things. You get a lot of more princess traits. You can share shields between titans that were never designed to do such a thing and all the strengths and, and acting as squadrons and all of that. Absolutely. Uh, Interfector, I think, is just the one that's more fun. You know, if you want to go out there and just have fun, I think it's that one. It doesn't mean you won't win. It doesn't mean that you can't be tactical and make good decisions, but you'll have less control. And if you're a player who likes control, it's going to annoy you endlessly. But like, if you really want to do well, I think Volcanum is very, very strong. To be fair, with Interfector, you don't yeah. have to use no, you don't have any to. there in Saturday. No. You could just take them for static rounds and call it a day. You you could make a terrible choice. You're right. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. I, you know, it, it it's you, uh, you know. Yeah, no, it, I it, I agree. Yeah, uh, you, well, lords are a legio for fun. Yeah, don't don't if you want to play them well, don't do the random roll for every titan all the time. Choose it when it's advantageous. If you really want to just go all out, yeah, you just roll it constantly and just see what happens. But no, if you want to make good decisions, if you want to actually have a competitive game, and not necessarily competitive in terms of like I'm trying to to beat you in a competition, but more of competitive because you know we're on a reasonably equal footing, and you're not going to roll over me because I randomly rolled charge rolls on my titans that are in the backfield constantly, and they therefore did nothing useful. Well, you got to blast me the whole time, you know. But if you want to make good decisions, you still can with that. All right. Um, I think it's good that we decided only to talk about these four Legios because we are now about two hours, a little over two hours in. Other, So for anyone listening, I'm going to cut a little bit in the front, but other than that, it's over two hours. So we're doing like 30 minutes of Legio here. We're going to be at this for a while, which is fine. Or like what halfway through traders at this point? Ooh, that's a good question. Is that right? How far are we actually? I into believe. This book? Have we? We're halfway. Let through. me take a look. We are exactly halfway. the halfway mark now. Nice. Yeah. Infernus was, was the halfway point. So there's eight more here. How many are in the in the uh, loyalist book? Is it the same amount? I don't have the book, so I don't know. I did. <laughs> but I'm not, it's in the car. <laughs> oh, same. Okay. Same. Mine's all, I'm just gonna grab trader legios, you know, run into the house, record real fast. But I want to say, I want to say it's the same. I, it's I, probably, I it's probably close. It would be the same. Yeah, if not identical, I'm sure it's super close. All right, so we'll be out this for a while, which is fine. Um, all right, so I'll, 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 uh, I'll close this out uh, here. Um, as always, thank you for listening, especially if you listen to this this whole thing through all this time. I'll make sure, especially for this, that I'm gonna put in in the notes when we start talking about the different legios that way if you're a little more concerned or, or, or interested in one or the other you can kind of go to that so for other things that are helpful from our perspective um if it's related to the youtube remember we put this out on any podcatcher we put this out on youtube as well if you're on youtube like subscribes all those sort of things help if it's any podcatcher reviews um we actually currently i don't believe have any reviews yet 
Um, those, of course, help us get noticed. The more we're noticed, the more content we can make. Like I said, our, our my goal, at least for the next bit, is to maybe start doing some battle reports and things like that. I'd like to start getting to more of that. It takes some time to figure out some logistics and all. And before I make that sort of investment, want to make sure that, you know, we're getting some sort of, of saturation. I know. Yeah, I but we have to. Have, yeah, but we have to put some equipment down there to do it. No, but I know. I know. But I'm saying is like for people listening, uh, I, I, you know, I have a set up gaming basement uh, that I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. Um, I think it looks good. Steve's been down here. Steve can say it looks like shit if he wants. No, it looks good. Um, I've seen it too. It looks good. No, I'm pretty I, proud I, of it. So yeah, I, I would like to. And what's nicest since it's a dedicated space, any sort of rig style setup that we do, however we get it up there, we can just like leave it. Which is nice. We yep. don't have to like tear it all down yep. at the end of the day, which I think will be good. But um, I'd like to start doing some of that soon, at least even, you know, guerrilla style, not even so great and wondrous, and then work our way up from there. But um, if you have questions or comments, um, one good way to reach out is through the email, trainkickersnj at gmail.com. Also on any of the YouTube, you can always leave some comments there. I make sure to try to check those off as I can and respond back to any of those. Then on behalf of myself and my two co hosts, wish everyone a good night. Have some good hobbying and have some great gaming.